Welcome to episode 102 of the Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and I'm joined this week by Kevin. Brian is off this week. See you soon, buddy. We have a guest on this episode of the Endless Stream. This artist's name is Ben Hennessy. He is a trained animator, storyboard artist, comic book artist. He's been around the Irish animation and comic book industry for the last 15, going on 20 years. I don't know, we're old now. Um, he's got a book coming out called Godfell, Rush to Your Comic Book Stores or Your Online Comic Platforms and Download or Purchase Godfell Now. It looks beautiful. Um, he did a great job. And he is the person who suggested this week's content. He asked us to watch the 1990 feature film of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes and Spotify, liking and subscribing, rating and reviewing. All of these good things really help us out. Please tell a friend about the endless stream. The more people that listen, the more fun it is. That makes a sort of sense, right? On top of that, you can head over to Instagram at the endless cast where we put up art and clips to go with every episode. And that is a great place to engage with us. Comment on a piece of art, suggest something for us to watch, disagree with one of our opinions, send us a direct message. That's a great place to do that. Or you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Massive, you know? Like, yeah, so like he's gone through an external hard drive and everything already. Yeah, and we're only like 20 something episodes in. So, like, you guys are like 102 or something, right? This, this will be 102 now. Nice. Yeah. Um, we are, we are loving it. It's a good, it's a good old time. Um, we, every so often I think about the video thing and how it's become so, like, ubiquitous in podcasting. But, like, I, I don't have the wherewithal to edit that much video to put it out. Like, and also, like, the minute I do that, I'm like, right, well, I want lights and I want a better camera yeah. and I'm going to have to clean up behind me. And, like, it just becomes a whole thing. And, like, when I think about podcasting, I, I really am an old bastard at this point because I just, like, I think about, like, starting working in offices in 2007, 2008 and just, like, having to actually download the podcast and just listen to that audio while I worked all day, you know, you didn't have the option to put on three hours of streaming video beside you while you were working, you know, like podcasts have become full on TV productions. Oh, they really have. I mean, like, have you seen, are you going, my brothers are going to the, the always sunny podcast and like, I've never been more jealous, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm not, I'm not here for it. You got tickets for it. Nice. Oh, amazing. He's a good friend. That's a good friend. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so Kev, you're a little quiet. You're a little quiet, so I'm just curious what mic you're on, and we've just started recording, so just check your check your audio settings there as well. Yeah, I'm just gonna um, plug us something else in here, guys. And sure. I disappear. It looks like I'm creeping under the table, but I'll be back up in a minute. Yeah, I'm recording the right microphone anyways, and did you say you can't really hear me? I said you were just a little quiet uh, for being as close up on your mic as you were. Um, um what kind of mics are you guys rocking? They look uh, pretty sexy. Uh, Aiden bought them. Well, uh, they just got a pop shield is, is the thing. It makes it look sexy. But um, the minute the pandemic hit, I went on Amazon and 40 quid for a mic arm and pop shield. And I just bought three of them and sent them to two to the lads. Nice. And said, We're doing a podcast. And um, 40 quid. That's it, a steal. It was kind of a steal. Yeah, it was pretty good. Is that better? And um, they are Marantz. 
something or others. Nice. Um, I think it was about 40 quid, yeah. Fucking hell. It wasn't much more. I, wasn't. I thought I got the Blue Yeti on a steal, but it was like twice that much. My, <laughs> so, fuck. Well, th- this is the thing. Like, the Blue Yeti has a good reputation for being a quality product. This was the cheapest combination of things I could find on Amazon. So the fact that they've worked as well as they have is like golden sweet spot yeah like, i mean your podcast sounds great and like when you're looking at the video i mean which one of us looks more professional obviously it's you two guys <laughs> well, well, can you hear me better now oh perfectly okay, actually, awesome. yeah. Great. yeah uh well uh ben your podcast i've listened to i think most of it at this stage oh thanks thanks uh, i'm catching up to i listened to your latest episode with aaron um uh aaron's a, also a very talented comic book maker i, I he sure is i yeah. bought uh uh, many of his books I bought and I backed the Plowman on Kickstarter but um, nice. uh, yeah, yeah, on your podcast you're great at introductions that's all Dave guys yeah. like uh, he he writes a script uh, for oh. for every intro uh, yeah. and sometimes when people have been in or have been out he's it, you're getting to see how the sausage is made now Dave might kill me if this Lee ever leaks um, <laughs> but like sometimes like if someone has cancelled we, we've taken a bit from their intro and put it into the one who can make it and okay, um, okay. but he makes a bit like he's he is making sure that is always the case I yeah, even said to him like you could take softness up a little bit or, or whatever but he was like no 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 it has to be this and uh, they're really good he's really good at it people but, everybody on your show has always been quite uh, impressed with their introduction haven't they they're quite they're quite, yeah. they're quite like them uh, you won't get that here God. I'm five minutes into recorded content. We haven't even said your yeah. full name. Yeah. <laughs> Are we already? Is this, is no. this the bit that's going to be live? Oh, it's, it's live. What do you like? It'll be in it. Yeah. It's live. It's, it's live. Embrace yeah. the we'll chaos. Live. No, I, um, I, I recorded. I, I wrote. I'll record an intro at the end of everything, and mm. it goes out. I've heard. I've heard your. Yeah. Really I only. I didn't realize you guys had a podcast. I don't know how I missed this. But as soon as you, I'm not good at promoting. You sent me a link. It's like holy shit. These guys have like nearly 100 episodes and then I copped on uh, I was looking at your Instagram and then I went oh on Spotify they have over 100 episodes yeah. in and um, yeah I mean I, I've listened to maybe maybe 10 of them so far oh wow and, fantastic uh, yeah they're great yeah, yeah. Yeah. love to hear it, Got it. yeah, um, yeah they, they get a bit chaotic but um, I think they're a good laugh um, I, think, I wouldn't even say chaotic it feels like a good time with uh, you know your mates when you're kind of talking about what are you reading or what are you watching you know yeah. it's great yeah Awesome. Oh, very kind. Pat very kind. On the back. Well, yeah. this episode's going to be that's all about it. patting you in the back, Ben. Hey, yeah. that's what I like. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. get used to it, pal, because you're going <laughs> to be patted a lot. There'll be some heavy petting. Mm. <laughs> Don't be so, gentle. Um, <laughs> I am, I am going to say up front, unfortunately, I was unable to read Godfell yet. Um, I know Kev you has. You bastard. I, I, went, I went into town specifically to buy it, and it was sold out. Yeah wherever I went yeah. so congratulations very much. on that well okay um, okay I haven't read it Aiden uh, <laughs> I've and Ben I've bought this comic book three times three times I bought this twice before you were coming on the podcast because it was sold out in Dublin yeah and I ordered it off Forbidden it Planet right yeah and then because they didn't arrive you know they were meant oh, no. to be here they didn't arrive I bought them off for Vivant in the UK I think it must have been and then I, 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 I set up my comicsology again I went to the trouble of re-entering the passwords and changing passwords so Aiden could also avail at the comic book and I bought it on fucking comicsology and uh, now I've looked at it and everything but I just yeah. haven't I haven't read all of I haven't it I haven't read it I haven't read all of it however fair play to you buying uh, it that many times man. I know, well, I know thank but you. the road to hell is paid to good intentions I had the best intentions of bloody reading the thing and everything this morning and we had a bit of a, a work issue which which kind of you know took away from my entire day 
Oh, I hear you. Uh, I had a similar then, event yeah. for the last three or four days, so I, I yeah. totally understand. Aiden's you know? dying here now because none of us are. Well, I, I, I feel like I'm. I'm hopefully I'm trying to console you with the fact that like I desperately tried to buy it and it was sold out. He bought it three times, <laughs> yeah. and like I'm so happy to see you promoting this thing and having such success with it because like maybe this is by way of intro like how I know you and like we're not we're not best buds or close like hanging out or anything like that but like we've known each other through the animation industry for a long, long time. time at this yeah. point yeah. and I remember I think I met you first was it in Cavalier? working in Cavalier yeah. yeah yeah it was my first job in Cavalier doing props for an uh, like an e-learning product oh yeah and you were doing comic book cutscenes for Diner Dash and you had a little table set up and you were drawn with a pencil and you were ruling comics panels and I looked over and was like that guy's doing comics I love comics. I think I think Johnsy had to give me a dig out because my my traditional pencils uh, needed to be digitized and turned into color pretty quickly. So I, right. I think Johnsy pretty much drew over what I had and had to put color on it. It was a it was one of those bits where it it was a comic that had to serve an animated game type purpose and had to be done in that kind of uh, production pipeline. So yeah. immediately go from from paper and pencil to flash. Uh, so right. I think John's was able to scan in some of my stuff and then draw over them. Um, but uh, I, I was waiting to like pencil them, then I was waiting to ink them, and then I was going to scan them. And I was like, oh, we don't have time for that. Oh, oh no. Um, so I think I think yeah. John's gave me a dig out there near the end. Uh, very kind of him. You don't have to tell me. John's amazing. John's is the only reason I've ever had a job in animation. Like John's vouching for me is the only way I've ever got into places. Love him a bit. Fucking amazing. Anyway, I was I was just sitting there drawn. Like I was like googling. You know, airplanes, seats, vegetables, anything the script needed. I was just like Googling that and tracing it in Flash. And it was one of those jobs where it's like, we'll need you for three days. And then every Friday they were like, come back on Monday. Nice. And then I was there for like five years. Five years? Like it was, it was mental in the You end. were there for five years like, at that? There was no gap in between? There, there might have been a, like a month here or there the way Cavalier worked. But like the way I worked Cavalier for a long time yeah. was just like one headphone off. And I'd hear like Stuart Shankly behind me talking about, oh, the next show coming up, we need a rigger. It's like, I, I can rig. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, can you? And I was like, I can figure it out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'd spend Saturday, it's like, I'm like, oh, you need an animator. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. And like, I, I just like, I'll do anything going for that much time, basically. I, I did background art. At one point, there was a lull, and Andrew was like, yeah, I haven't got around to writing that script yet. And he said, do you want me to take a pass at it? Nice. Like, I, I just, like, wrote a script and like, well. Ditched most of it, but like he, you know, he said, "Yeah, go for it." And did you get did you get the proper credit for it then as well? No, ah, balls. I, I don't even know what happened. You know? Like, <laughs> I, like he will have rewritten over most of it. To be fair, but still, you know, that's just, that's great. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, you were always good at that, you know. And I think like a bunch of us kind of coming up at that time, we were all kind of um, bluffing our way into a gig. We'd say, "Oh yeah, I can do that." And then like when they turn around, you open up YouTube, you find a tutorial on how to do it, and you learn on the job quickly, you know. Uh, yeah. But you, I, I didn't realize you were there for that, that, like, that long. Like, that, that's amazing. There, like, on and off, on and off with little stints up until about 2015. So, I was there for flipping ages. It was the only place that employed me forever. <laughs> um, and, you know, my girlfriend wanted to go on a trip to Japan, and we went to Japan, nice. and we were coming back. And we landed in Germany, and I just turned on my phone, and I had Gary Timpson telling me I didn't have a job when I got home. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, like Ben, you went to Ballyfermit. I sure did. Ballier. Yeah. Uh, you were, you, did you do CTH&D and the degree course, or did you do illustration? 
I did the degree course. I degree did. Course. Um, okay, I, so I think it was ADS first, then ADS, HND, yeah, and same, then yeah. ADA or something. You yeah. were like the year ahead of me, was it? I think so. I yeah, think so, it yeah, was either a year or maybe two years. But I think you were in Colin Griffin's class, right? No, well, well, no, I don't think so. Mark Stokes. Mark Stokes, yeah, and then Amanda Hughes when she came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she was in my class. Were you? You were in the class with Sarah. Um, I wasn't. He was in the class uh, behind me. Behind Saron was in the class behind you, wasn't he? No, he was in my class. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, he came in after ADS, I think. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, 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 I God, I haven't, I haven't seen or heard of that guy in a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. He was really good. That's my brother-in-law, basically. At this, oh age. no way, yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Tell him I said Yeah, oh, my I will God. indeed. I will indeed. He, uh, well, my, well, myself and uh, his sister Eva, uh, we did about five years, but uh, we just bought a house, so he'll be up soon. Oh, congrats! Hopefully. Actually, I heard that in the in your previous episode. Congratulations, yes, that's a recent you, thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, geez, just just got the keys there Friday. That's why it's just been a mental, the worst possible weekend to to <laughs> commit to anything outside of fucking moving. <laughs> And like you'll be moving for months, it oh, never ends. Man, you know, like, I have. Well, it won't be a month. I only have a month to get out of here, get out of Dodge. We were renting, so. <laughs> oh yeah, but you'll yeah. put those boxes in the house somewhere in the oh, room, and oh, some of them will just stay there. Don't tell you know, me that, yeah. Mate. I have beautiful books. I want to eventually put on a shelf. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, so you were you were so what, what year did you graduate then? Sorry, two thousand and eight, I think. Oh, okay. Was animation the goal originally, or was it? No, it was a means to get into comic books. Like, and like I'd heard that, like yeah, in terms of Ballyfermot and and Don Leary, which were kind of the ones I was told the most about, that there was a bigger focus on traditional drawing in Ballyfermot. So okay, so I, I was kind of like hedging my bets by going to both colleges or trying to get into both colleges, and then I didn't get into IADT. I, or I, I think I was short points. Um, because you have to have like a, a load of points in your leaving cert plus your portfolio review, and I think I missed out on the leaving cert. Um, but then when I went to Ballyfermot, like they offered me an opportunity to skip a year. It's like, what's going on here, guys? Someone needs to talk to someone because something's not matching up. Um, yeah. but I didn't skip a year because I was only sixteen. Oh wow! So like you were six or sorry, seventeen. So seventeen going in. 17. I, I, I had like another like I had a, I had a while before I could catch a drink. Uh, I'm thirty seven now. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, but like I couldn't I couldn't get a drink in Dublin. Like, oh, I couldn't really go out somewhere. Couldn't go to Chasers. Yeah. That's rough. Um, <sighs> no, I could go to Chasers <laughs> and it was still rough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I was say, yeah, Scott's still kind of like because I remember you in college. For and I mm-hmm. like and I don't kind of necessarily remember how but i'd imagine you were obviously involved in a bit of a comic scene around the time well, it, it's before we before we get to the comic because mm-hmm. like we are definitely going to talk about oh, comic yeah, books. I know. And, like, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same like i've i doubled down committed adapted and, and hustled my way into any animation job going all the way along but like if i was a kid it, it's comic books comic books comic, mm-hmm. comic books comic books and it's one of my like the my proudest thing i've ever done is i did four pages of a phantom comic for lightning Street. oh nice Nice. And yeah, your dad wrote that story, didn't he? Yeah, um, my dad had had a stroke, and we were doing physio um, every day in the kitchen. And he had introduced me to comic books, and he had introduced me to the Phantom. And I saw this call out and went, "Do you want to write four pages of narrative? Like, just give me, you know, the Marvel method. Give me the yeah. overview, and I'll draw it." So he wrote that, and I drew that. Oh, that's amazing. It, yeah, I gave it to him epic. as a birthday present with the book and like the the original art and. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's something yeah. you'll have forever. You know. Yeah. 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 I love. I love that to bits. It's. It's my proudest thing. Like I've. I've made films and I've worked on TV shows, but this is my. 
I love it a bit. And it's it's not, because they but, actually had like the license for the Phantom, didn't they? They 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 got yeah. to add stuff to Canon if they wanted to, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's that's. Um, I think Ron Mars wrote a book or wrote a, one of the stories in the anthology. Well, I actually missed like that. A, I actually think I have that anthology. I don't think I've. I think it's up. It was one of those things, Kevin. That's in my attic that I moved here about oh, four years ago. That but, I, along but, with, along with like everything, like. I don't want to go into the attic anymore. Oh, I have to yeah. do too much work to get in and get out of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And four years later, you realize, do I need mm-hmm. any of that stuff? So you're from, uh, you're but, from Wexford. Yeah, I'm go back to, down in Wexford now. You're back down in Wexford now. Okay, oh, go to yeah. Mexico. So another culture like myself. So you obviously were probably like myself. Little exposure to comic or little access to yeah. comic books growing up. Uh, then kind of, you know, true wanted to be a comic book artist came to Old Bally Firmit, you know, where all of a sudden there was like comic book shops and all that stuff around. Yeah, and yeah. That was like for me. That was huge. That was like one of the like okay. Like I wasn't necessarily studying comic books, but I had all of a sudden I had access to them, I, and yeah. that was huge, absolutely a, a massive, big deal. Because like yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know those shops existed in Ireland. No. And I came up to Ballyfermot and Dunleary for open days, and I came up with mates of mine, and one of them, who's now my brother-in-law, um, he showed me uh, Forbidden Planet. He showed me. Um, uh, third place, Crow's Corner, and Sub City. Uh, I got Crow's to see all Corner, these places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I love Crow's Corner. Chris, uh, was it Chris in there or something? I think it was. I, I can't yeah. remember now. It's been so long. That place tons, is well gone. I, think. I have yeah. tons of action figures. Back in the day when I used to kind of be more, I don't kind of, I don't collect action figures anymore. I spend my money on comics. You know that kind of way. I just, it's just like there's like, it's no harm in delving into both, buddy. Oh uh, you know? no! Look, there is, there is. If you're, if you're, <laughs> well, well you've you got your own house space now in the new house. You know, we'll see if that happens. But I'm also into the whole speculation thing. I have, I have just, I've gone down that route, you know. Uh, like, what was the, what was the, the, um, oh, the Gambino, Donald Glover's oh, playing somebody, and you bought, yeah, yeah, Eddie, Donald Glover's writing a script. Eddie for Murphy's the son is writing the script. Oh no way! And Donald Glover's going to star as the Hypno Hustler for a movie for Sony. So I went out and bought. Have you ever heard of the Hypno Hustler? Oh, very uh, in passing, but yeah. like I will watch Obscure. anything, listen to anything that man does. Yeah, like, it's going to be good, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Of course, Kev then gets onto eBay and starts looking for any appearance of the Hypno Hustler. First appearance. First appearance. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh yeah, and you got oh, it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Nice. I got myself a, yeah. a, a authority issue one there a couple of weeks ago. Oh, nice. I've good because like obviously James Gunn has announced that that's going to be a thing, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Good so call. I like to get in there beforehand. I'm as my girlfriend, and I, I always like to show my girlfriend the latest comic book and how potentially it could be worth. It. And then she'll ask me, "Well, that's great. Are you going to sell it?" And I'd be like, "No, no, I won't. I'll, I'll never sell it. It's going to stay in my attic." Yeah, your your house, your, your house insurance worth a fortune with all these expensive comics stuff in it, you know. Yeah. Well, Are you getting no. these like framed? Are you putting them up like on those no, kind of triptych no, frames or anything no, people do? Or no, no? I I uh, do you see that? You read them. Do you see that stack there? I do. Yeah. Now is that like, your <laughs> is that your to read pile or your collection pile or uh, what what one is that? Yeah. It's both those things. Yeah. It's like I, I have one just off camera and I'm afraid to move I won't move my screen now because my internet will disconnect. But like I I, I call mine my shame pile. Like yeah. it has just been yeah. like it's it's past knee height now. It's never been this big. I know. I, I, I know. I'm embarrassed by it because I've done a few podcasts recently where they've asked like what you're what are you reading? Yeah. And like all I have to do is look over there and I go, I'm not reading anything. I'm just oh. 
I'm just storing them beside me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just... I'm, I'm creating a backlog, but I'm not clearing it. Yeah, it's, it's a good windbreaker, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, I kind of, yeah, I just, you know, kind of, I, I'll go into a shop. But, but sometimes it's just like, you know what, I'll go into a place and it's just like, that's an interesting book. I haven't heard of that before. I haven't seen that person's art, so I pick it up. And then, I kind, cool, of like, yeah. and then I kind of be like, I really like the aesthetics of it. So I'll go on and I'll buy like, the next issue and the next issue. And then I realize that I've only read the first issue or yeah. the first two issues and I haven't got back to it, you know? But, uh, but, but you're the people who are keeping the industry alive. Exactly. You're the ones who are keeping every issue going instead of buying the first issue and then yeah. waiting for the trade. Nah, like, nah, I'll always, we, we love people like you. Yeah, you know? I, like, <laughs> if, I, if I'm invested in a book, right, is mm-hmm. I'll buy the trades and I'll buy the trade paperback. Yeah. I yeah. like having both. You know, I know I, I'd be the same, actually. Yep. Yeah, but like, first, like, for example, the most two recent books I did that with were Daniel Warren Johnson's Do a Powerbomb. Which, Brilliant book. Oh, man. So good so good and uh above snakes above snakes is a western above snakes i don't uh, know um oh hayden sherman or something is the is the artist on that book uh just you know a western I, and i love a good western you know nice. I, I checked that out yeah above snakes. Sherman. Buy, i think i know that artist you can buy hayden sherman or something his name on they they did um they did do another book that is far more recognizable just can't think of at the moment but uh and that's gonna kill me. I, but I, yeah, that's that is killing me. I need to know straight away because I'm I'm sure yeah. I know who that individual is. Like I, I know I've seen their stuff. All right, so I've just got oh yeah, above snakes. Yeah, that looks that amazing. Cool. I have not seen that before. That looks incredible. I I really like the man. I thought I the the, the guy who does the person who does the lettering. Uh, obviously, he's just one of those letters that's passionate about it. You can tell they did a variant cover where it was just the letters like balloons and top bubbles and great stuff, you know. But um. Yeah, it's, that's a, it's a fun book. I really liked it. Just a really straightforward, you know, just Western. But, but gorgeous fun. looking work. It is, like. it is. It is. Really, really nice. Does he color it as well? I'm, I think he does, yeah. Yeah, no yeah I'm like looking it. at his stuff on Twitter. The, the like, he's got posters for, like, Batman and stuff that, like, there's no way that's not him coloring. Yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to have the vision yeah, for yeah. the thing you're creating. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's a fun book. So, like, you know, but their books, like, kind of, I'll, I like, kind of, I get it and I'll read it and I just, like, you know, kind of, it's like, oh, God, like, I want to collect the full six issues and then the yeah. trade. And I, you know, kind of, fuck it, man. That's, you know, I don't go out anymore. So, this is what I do. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Actually, it. I just noticed he did covers for Blink there. And, what? like, those, yes. I have those covers in my shame pile that I'm okay, not going to show pile. you. No, <laughs> yeah. no. But uh, they did it. But, yeah, he's great. So, the, the, the animation course. Oh, yeah. Then, like, go back. Yeah. How did you, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm conscious. I, get, I have the reputation for grinding stuff to a halt. No, it's cool. I have an agenda. We could Billy Conley like, this and just, go back and forth. As long as we know, come yeah, back, uh, it's cool. Uh, you know? We're, we're going we're to get all the sure, way back around the, to like Godfell and There'll comics. be a part two and next like, week as well when we've read Godfell. <laughs> 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 we're so sorry about uh, that, buddy. Nah, so don't worry, sorry. man. It's cool. I'm delighted you bought it three times. That's well, amazing. Yes. That's the yeah. important thing. So amazing. Like, uh, well, no, like I, I was gonna say, I was at home, right? And I was, I, I, I read, I, I love, like, no, we all love comics, you know. But like, I'll yeah. go home and I'll watch, like, just guy, like, uh, you know, comic tropes. He does a yeah. show called Pros and Cons, and he'll just go into a few books. I kind of, I'll skip through that. There's other few kind of books I'll kind of web, web comic review websites. Yeah. And one guy was doing like kind of his list of books he's looking forward to, you know. And there's me drawn away listening and kind of like glancing my up, you know. And he's just like, oh. You know, so so so, and Ben Hennessy, and I was just like, ah, yes. I was like, I know that name. And I paused and I said, Godfather. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I straight away the cover looked amazing. Like I love the pinks and all that kind of stuff on it. Cool, cool yeah, stuff. Katrina Farrell is a legend. I mean, like she mm. puts her hand to anything, and it looks ten times of whatever the artist was on it beforehand was. You know, Beautiful she's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah and uh, that's so that's why i was just like that's kind of what got the ball rolling and then i said to aiden like yeah you're like, kind of like oh like a fella though i was like i'm sure he's in like a year or two ahead of me in college like doing doing this comic book now and i was like it looks fucking awesome you know and like I, i've i've looked through it like i've looked through the book itself because i have it on the on the ipad and like but we'll, we'll, we'll get into the comic book in a bit but uh it is beautiful stuff but yes college, thank you yeah uh, aiden you were saying well, it, yeah, yeah. I, I want to get, I want to, I want to like follow that path of like, because I did a similar thing, but you're like getting to the comic bit now, which, is <laughs> just um, which, which I haven't done. Um, but, uh, I have pursued a different comic style. Um, uh, the peg bar thing oh, yeah. is also where I became aware of you then, because like I, I met you at Cavalier, but then what what was peg bar peg bar like, was you, an attempt you explain to that get to me and my friends a job in animation as we all graduated did you set that up, it, ben, did you? myself and and three others uh, dan spencer anna sullivan uh, ben harper who's in giant um yes. there, there was a few of us there there was a few of us um, but we were the kind of core to stayed on after the first year and yeah. the whole idea about peg bar is back in the day when you know dinosaurs roamed the world animators used to use paper uh, yeah. and they'd have to like staple um, that paper with slots and dots to fit on a thing called a peg bar and uh, this is a way to ensure that your paper would line up properly so when you went to go test your animation nothing would move around it would all work uh, it, it, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we see when we look at uh, yes. the Disney films and all that and we thought it would be great to get a lot of animators in a bar where they could kind of pitch themselves. So we called this event Peg Bar because it was animators at a bar. And The, uh, the name uh, probably didn't age well. Did it not? Because of the pegging uh, <laughs> oh, pandemic mean, at the moment? Or? <laughs> well, at the moment? At the What's moment. going on? Uh, <laughs> Did I miss 2023 something? is the year of pegging. I didn't know um, that. I have it on good and authority. No oh, someone should have told me, guys. I didn't dog. know. Do you remember in Body you used to go to the little shop and you buy a peg bar? Yeah, down uh, down in the corner, the shame corner, where you get your peg bar and your blue or red pencils. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. I went back there when I graduated because I couldn't get my hands on blue or red pencils, and I just I, like bought. I bought a box and I left. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I did the same. I think yeah. I think I got someone to go in there and buy me a box of red and a box of blue. You know, I just I've got a I've got a wadge of like rough pencil comic pages nice. here that I've. The reason it's stalled, I ran out of blue pencils. Yeah, yeah they're, hap- they're they're essential. Like kind of yeah, hard. Yeah. You kind of get used to the way they look and the way they rub out while you're roughing through. Like graphite just gets real smudgy and filthy, yeah. and your pages go to shit. These things roll across the page. Just that waxing, yeah. you know. They just they yeah. just glide. They're way better, way more fun to draw with. Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that shop was great. Um, I know. Yeah, the girls yeah. in the shop were brilliant. They'd look after you, you know. Yeah, but yeah, you used to get that little big, but like the thing is, that's what I'm trying to think though. Um, so you were you in, were you in the same class as the lads from Giant and stuff? The lads from who? Giant. Giant. Oh yeah, and they were behind me, but um, okay, okay, okay like okay. you know, it's Ballyfermot. Like there's, I know, there's, 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 there's maybe I think I think when I started when I was in the ADS course, uh, the portfolio course, there were seventy six of us. Uh, when I graduated, like fucking ten, and like that was seventy six in the year. When I graduated, yeah. there was five. Mm. That is attrition. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Like, like my, my well, that's five years. Year though, essentially. It's an intense course. Yeah, and yeah. there's two portfolio reviews in between. So if you don't, if you're not up to standard, you'll you'll have to take oh, a year Christ. to go get yourself back on to what you want to do. Or if, like, and and a lot of people just dropped out because it's a lot of work. Animation is a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. You know, I was told. Or, I was told by Paula Jen, shout out to Paula Jen, you're a great teacher. And she is a great teacher. Great teacher. Great teacher. Uh, told me in first year that art was not for me and I should not pursue a career in art. 
Well, she was wrong, wasn't she? she I mean, was, look at what you were doing now. It's <laughs> she class. was a little, bit, a little bit off. But maybe, mm. you know, maybe that was the motivation I needed. Maybe. You'd yeah. wonder, because she is that kind of teacher. She seems to kind of yeah. know what to say to get the best out of someone. Yeah, I've never used- heard her be say something like that, though. But look at your work. Your work is your work is stellar. Uh, no, she used to give. She used to kind of say stuff like, well, you're, "Like I came on, like I was 18 years old, and I moved up from the bloody country, from Roscommon, and I moved up, living in big smoke for the first time. Blessed with those eyebrows. Blessed with those eyebrows. Here, man, fucking brought them from home. I did. They're they're <laughs> they're coming to the gaff with me. I'm not. I'm keeping these. <laughs> but um, they, uh, she, um, she was. She, I can always like fucking. 18 years old like in fairness a child you know and I was making like my lunch for school and I'd come in and she'd be like she'd be talking to people and she'd be like Kev what are you eating and I'd be like sausage sandwich and she'd be like you're a real man's man aren't you real manly man and it's just like I, I, Paula I just, I just want to eat my sausage sandwich <laughs> and then she'd say something to me like you really remind me of my ex-boyfriend and it's just like I'm not too sure if that's like appropriate or like what's going on you know how old would she have been when she was teaching uh, you late to mid to late thirties, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, she was pretty young, I think, because wasn't she? Yeah, maybe I can't, I can't, I can't get past the the optimism, Ben, where she goes mid to late thirties and go, yeah, she was pretty young. Yeah, like yeah. to a seventeen year old <laughs> with a. Yeah, but I'm in my mid thirties now. Mid yeah. to late thirties, I'm young. I just turned thirty five. <laughs> I heard that actually. Happy birthday! That was in like your previous episode as well. Last week we're in our crazy. mid to late. We're, yeah. We're in our mid to late thirties, yeah. so we're pretty young. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're definitely young. Like I don't have a bad back. I'm, I'm as fit as I ever was, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I never had a good back. So fuck yeah. it. <laughs> I have the back I've had. <laughs> the 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 peg bar thing was great though because it was really bringing bringing the animation industry mm-hmm. together it was so lovely to have this event like they were monthly bi-monthly or ever like quarterly yeah as often there? as we needed a job we kind of arranged an event <laughs> that was how it started and then it became something we did a bit more structured and i can't remember what the, what the time base was it might have been every quarter um right but like it gave us a great platform to pitch ourselves to because our, our first our first event was in a pub called murray's at the top of o'connell street um okay and uh it had screens upstairs I went, that's all we need. We just need a bar and we need screens. And um, yeah. I think I think we got this, everyone's portfolio sent into us and we just kind of put them all up on a screen. Um, mm. We got a lot more portfolios than we bargained for. I think everyone was kind of thinking the same way we were. We, it was 2008, no one was hiring and we were all just trying something to get ourselves a job. Um, mm. And uh, so we, we kind of arranged this event uh, hand-delivered invitations to studios on what was probably the hottest day of the year. Myself and Dan Spencer were were, were bits by the end of it. Um, but, uh, like, it worked. Everyone showed up. And there was plenty of talk about it online as well. At the time, like, social network was only something we were maybe thinking about. It wasn't what it is now. Uh, well, I, 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 I loved it. I was so impressed by, like, just this, like manifesting a sense of community because yeah. it's so easy to become like th- there's also like a kind of like weird competition between these studios as well sometimes yeah. when they're sort of vying for the animators that will work and stuff like one of the things I did one year in Cavalier was like I, I don't know how I slowly sort of started becoming like events guy in there I think it's like like Pam in in the office like eventually she realized she wasn't good at her job so she became the office manager and it's like eventually I realized I'm not that good at this uh, I started running like bi- bi-monthly competitions so people would do like illustrations and there'd be prizes and chocolates nice. and, like we did um, 
we did a Halloween party because I always envied the Boulder Halloween yeah, party yeah. or the Brown Bag Halloween party. And I was like, right, I'm going to book Howl at the Moon and I'm going to invite every studio that has like 10 employees. Good venue for that, actually. Nice. And it was class. Yeah, we took the top floor of the place and just invited every... We invited every studio, to be fair, but it was just like... You know, like Jam and and um, Paper Panther and Brilliant. and um, uh, oh god, I'm forgetting anywhere that was like wasn't as big as wasn't the big three. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah. it was just like, hey, we'd love to do an event too. You know, and somebody recently um, had to do that, tried to do that for the tattoo industry. They set up already? like a tattoo right. night going out thing in the workman's. Um, I didn't go. No, but the tattoo industry doesn't need it. The tattoo industry doesn't. But work the animation like industry doesn't technically work that. But like, you're all artists, and it's cool to hang out with each other. It's cool to chat with each other and enjoy each other's work and stuff. And like, like I met, like I went to the the you were doing stuff in the what was the name of that place? The Science Gallery, yeah. was it in Trinity as well? And like Jordi Belair did. A, that was a, a great like talk. Jordi and Nora Toomey were in that day. That was one of my favorite peg bar events. It was amazing. I I loved it yeah. so much. Um, and it just like I I've slowly like, I was never great great at color, but like the the I don't know, having to think about color through building props onward has made me slowly like comfortable with it. I don't think of myself as like a colorist like who can like really put together great palettes or whatever. Yeah. But I I I worked on um Garth and Bev back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember and, Garth and Bev. Nice. Um, I was doing props for it and the director Stuart kept wanting like color options Mm -hmm. and I got to a point where I was just like right well I I gave him two and he kept asking for more so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a sheet of ten different colorways together like I would just break the prop down to like flat um, vector and just this color pick select and color pick and shift them all so he got like you know ten different options and things and it just started me slowly creeping into color stuff nice but, um basically i don't know like what what was the like like you can go down a rabbit hole of doing a thing like running an organization like peg mm-hmm. but at what point are you like this could become my entire life but what i want this to do is facilitate me getting work or push me forward into the next thing because at a certain point you have to let go of something like that Otherwise, it becomes your career. And, and that's that's what happened. Like, it got too big for us to keep going with it because it was serving the purpose of getting us um, careers that we wanted to have in animation. Because, like, uh, yeah, comics was what I got into animation college for. But when I got in there, like, I loved 2D drawing. Like, I didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to go on to computers. I didn't want to do any of that. I mean, and when I say computers, I mean, like, I don't just mean 3D animation. I mean, I mean like any of it. I just wanted to use pen and paper. Little did I fucking know that was a fucking a lot of harsh shit. And I better change that pretty quick when I got out. But um, like that was that was kind of it, and it had worked, and we were getting steady work, and we were all quite happy. We, we all might have been working harder than we should have been, but that was because we needed to impress. It was so early days, and it was two thousand and eight. You either impressed or they got someone to do it as an intern for free because it was the recession. They 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 just flat out couldn't afford it, and that's fair enough too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But when Pegbar just got too big, then we passed it on to a, a group. And with a clause to say if it if Pegbar started to slow down or or if they didn't really have it themselves, then that uh, it would fall back to us. And okay, um, we, we didn't need it. Like, they, did, they did very different stuff. Like um, they did an event that had like, I think, well over a thousand people at it. 
Um, they did. I, I missed. Yeah, them. I missed it too. I only heard about it afterwards, and I was raging. Uh, but they pulled a different event. It wasn't a, a lecture event that we were doing. We were we were hosting maybe two or three lectures from industry professionals, and then mm-hmm. we'd host like a, a drinks in a bar afterwards. Um, yeah. What they did was they hosted a a fancy dress animation team party. So they did a Rick and Morty night, I think, in oh, I forget okay. what pub in Dublin, but like a they got like everyone from every college basically to show up it wasn't just animation it was like open to um right. maybe animation Here's clubs in trinity thing. and this kind of stuff yeah very much so but like i mean they had lots of people showing up there was a big interest in it there was more talk about animation um so right. and i think since then like uh, we probably passed it on to them maybe a little too late and uh, but we didn't know it was our first time doing that kind of stuff because uh, their their careers weren't too far behind ours so then they had to pass it on right. to someone else and i, I did with a couple of people now I think Dan Spencer still throws his his head into it now and again. I, I've been I've been out of it for years, but yeah. like it's great seeing it like still get mentioned on Animation Ireland and, and events about animation in Ireland. You know, Peg Bar mm. still pops up, and mm. I'm very proud of it. It was it was a great time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, it's become like a, you know fantastic initiative. You know, not everybody kind of does that, has that. You know, uh, unfortunately, we all know our college is the place where people go and then kind of fade into obscurity so it takes a certain type of person to be like yeah fuck that from happening you know well it's a, it's a, it's kind of like i think arts anything in the art sector in college is that weird balance of you know looking for good grades a social life and sleep you know yeah, yeah. and um, it's like it's like you have you can choose two of the three exactly you know? exactly yeah. yeah and um you know when you kind of leave this could be quite a solitary existence so uh, i think uh, some realm where everyone in the same industry can go and meet up and maybe see someone who they haven't seen in ages or knew of someone um, through the industry. Like, I work in storyboarding a lot. And, like, there are people who I've only contacted through email. I've never even met mm-hmm. them before. So uh, mm-hmm. one great thing about the pandemic was there was more of these kind of, like, what we're doing now, these video calls with people. Before, mm-hmm. it was just an email. Um, it was It became far more advantageous as someone who works from home the whole time to this uh, video world where I get to talk to a director before I start anything. Hmm. Um, yeah. But like, that's kind of, that's kind of the route that, uh, so it, did you go to storyboarding then primarily, or was there a backgrounds or, a, a an animation stint? Like you, you've kind of settled into storyboarding. Right? Yeah, very much so. Well, it was a bit like yourself. I was kind of hustling. I was chancing my arm at anything. Um, I knew I could draw and I wanted to keep drawing. Um, and I was looking at where I could do the most of that. And those areas were character design and those areas were storyboarding. Um, but there's a lot of people who want to do character design. But no one, no one storyboarded. And people who wanted got out of it pretty quickly because they either didn't like it um, or people just kind of thought it was too much work. But um, I wanted to classically animate. I was okay at drawing 24 frames a second. So drawing yeah. like, you know, 800 images per 10 minute board that seemed like yeah. you know, like it was still less work uh, and I was still drawing and I really enjoyed it, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or even like the, the way Storyboard Pro has gone now at this point where like you you look at animatics and you're like, these are these are fully keyed. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> They're not storyboards. They're animated. They are absolutely, yeah. an- they look fucking amazing though. Um, those storyboards yeah. are for everyone who worked on the Andy Siriano um, Turtles cartoon. Like they were yeah. some of the best animatics animated fits I've ever seen. They were brilliant. Lunatic. Like even even Castlevania. Like you you start seeing board sequences in Castlevania. Like what are we 
what are we doing, guys? What are, like, what is this delusion? Like, we're just mm. grinding, grinding animators and storyboard artists to dust to get these things out of them. I think, I think that's kind of the point. I think those guys were storyboarding hard and early so they can get into directing because that's all they were mm. really looking at there. They're not looking to keep storyboarding forever. Um, I don't yeah. think you can keep that output up without absolutely destroying yourself right. and then never, never wanting to pick up a pencil again. You know, somehow I missed that. I did, I did. Um, I did one of the Skillnet courses around like animation directing, and it was um, oh an American guy had a brown bag. I'm forgetting his name, but was like, it Norton Version? He was like, no, that doesn't sound familiar. Um, I, I, we could play guess, name yeah. guessing. <laughs> it's a big I, studio. I Let's not go it, there. So yeah. <laughs> um, but like he said, oh yeah, well I mean the path to animation direction is you know storyboard revision is storyboard artist and director. And I was like, sorry, wait, what? Yeah. Who 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 decided that? Why has no one told me that? If I had been told that in college, I'd have done different things. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's funny the way. I mean, did, were you was, were you aware of that? No, was I, the one that was I only to that? found that out while I was doing it. And I actually I don't really have a, a desire to direct. Yeah, I might. Mm. Um, I yeah. still. Like when you're directing, you have to be aware of so many things, you know. A hundred, a hundred percent. I'm sure it's not for everybody, mm. but like I'm a micromanaging control freak. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> so it's never true. too late. You'd have plenty of experience. You could probably just start directing now if you want. Don't I don't think you should give Aiden any more uh, to, to do, do. <laughs> yeah, maybe. or authority. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good with authority. You can delegate, but uh, but the problem is he doesn't delegate. So Aiden being a director just means Aiden will do the entire movie and stress. But sure, you just get into make... assist directing for a while, you find out how you delegate and then you're golden because you would have a good systematic knowledge of the pipeline, you know? I, I, I think it's like slipping further and further away from me at this point. Like I talk to like, like I'll be working away talking to um, Bob Etch. I don't know if you remember I do, Bob yeah, Etch. Yeah. Like we, we just hang out on Skype a good chunk of time nice. and he's talking about F-Track and like Johnsy talking about Shotgun. It's like I have never used any of these pipeline tools and the more he works in Toon Boom, the more I'm like, I don't know these node <laughs> systems. <laughs> I'm getting further and further away from like... Uh, Thank God um, you do improv now. <laughs> Can I ask like, when well, did so that start? Because you were always a funny guy, but I've only picked it up on your podcast that you've been going down this route. Yeah, like when I started college, when I when I applied for colleges, I applied for acting courses and art courses, and I got the art course. So it kind of just got put down. Like my family are like my dad was was a theater guy forever, and his father as well. Like nice. they managed the Olympia and the Gate and stuff like that. And it's kind of been there, but like he also like bred this like crushing humility into me. That's like don't don't attention mm-hmm. seek. So I've got this like, but I want to do the thing, but also don't attention seek conflict the whole time. Um, so. Radii, where I've been working, is sort of animation tangential, so I'm doing a lot of stuff that isn't quite artwork, and then I was just like, ah, this improv course popped up, and I was like, right, I'll do I'll do some of that. And it was a six-week course that turned into, like, three levels of it, and I was like, right, well, now I'm enjoying this, and Bow Street has a six-month acting course nice. that's part-time, so I'll do that. Because I always worked and picked up a skill net course you mm-hmm. know i'd always have a course going at the same time to get like those courses are great i don't know the, the more i know about stuff the the more fun it is i, I think anyway and more strings to the bow and mm-hmm. i never think that i know everything like i did a course on compositing in nuke and it's like i now know the breadth of stuff i don't know about. <laughs> that's what i've got i'm like this is cool this is an amazing tool i know that i don't know much about this basically um but 
I just kind of switched that from like animation courses to acting and comedy related stuff. And now I'm doing stand up kind of regularly and I'm doing improv shows. We're running like if you follow the end of the stream, please also follow Bag of Cats group, which is a monthly comedy show we run. Uh, is that to, is that to Ben or the audience? That's to everybody. Yeah, everybody. I'm uh, definitely we, I'm definitely we, following that. I love improv. Like, so I mean, uh, yeah, I'm into this. So um, uh, we do improv and we'll go to other people's shows and do improv, but we run a show very much with peg bar in the back of my mind of like creating little communities. Cool. Um, we get a half dozen stand-ups, two improv acts, ourselves included, myself and Sharon, who gets mentioned here, another person on the team, we host. Um, and we've done 10, 12 months of this now. Wow. And we were, any money we take goes to uh, Medicine Sound Frontiers for Ukraine. So we're this little charity enterprise, which is That's great. Brilliant! And now yeah. we're doing and, uh, we're doing a gig in Galway this Saturday, um, and I've quit my job and I'm moving to Chicago for the next three months. That, whoa! Really? So Congrats! That's, that's brilliant! Yeah. Wow! No, I'm, I'm going to blow all my savings and come back a burnt out alcoholic mess, but it's going to be a fun. Good summer. times, though. Yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you got some living to do, pal. Go for it. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, we, we I, both, I, I also know you. You know, you're not going to do that. You know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're you're always so disciplined. You know, you're always kind of looking for what's next. So uh, that's brilliant, man. Congrats. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. March. I handed in notice, and then March 27th, and I'm on an airplane. Wow. Um, and it's gonna be fun. So are you guys gonna be recording this then? Like, I just found you guys. So the, this yeah. podcast is oh, no, going. We're gonna on, keep right? going. Yeah, I go won't go let go this. Go. I won't let this die. We have to do it. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, we're gonna talk to uh, Emer and her marketing skills, and we're gonna try and push this more. Nice. Yeah. Once I'm like that's not my partner, just in case you're you're one very good random yeah. person. Yeah, my 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 biggest frustration at work currently is when they actually make me do my job because yeah. I'm trying trying to draw stuff and push podcasts and run improv shows and it's a lot. Um, yeah, and it I'm actually getting more busy in the last four weeks because they've brought somebody on and I have to do like handovers oh. and I'm just like everything that comes in I have to like explain to mm -hmm. her why it's happening and it's like you're lovely and you've got a lot of work ahead of you and I have to help you understand this leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> so when's when did you say March 27th or something March 27th so my last day is the 24th my buddy who lives over there he has a house he's got a spare unit that he Airbnbs nice. he's like just come stay with me he's coming over to visit his family we're going to do the Fight Like Apes gig on the Friday nice. having a weekend hitting an airplane that's brilliant and then like it's he's in Chicago when he moved there his apartment was like just by the railway and I'm a big Blues Brothers fan we'd be playing video games and we'd just hear the train go by I'm like I just kept dropping the like how often does the train go by line until eventually he went so often you won't even notice and it's like yes, got it. <laughs> um, and he just bought a car and it's a disused police car Brilliant. amazing like you have to get the sunglasses before you go over <laughs> we're yeah. going to New uh, Orleans it's going to be oh, it's yeah. going to be a midlife crisis blast good good <laughs> You could do worse things. You could buy a Sorry, house. Sorry, a young person. Exactly. I was just about crisis. to say, it's not midlife. You're still too young for that. It's okay. It's okay. Mid-30s. Yeah, it. There's loads ahead of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is. We don't yeah. even have to plan that hip-hop yet, guys. We're still good. You know? Yeah, it's, it's grand. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, um, so, like, let's like bring it back then, storyboarding. Um, I, I was working, I remember working with JP Vaughn on something a little well. bit, and he, that's right, isn't it? Have I got the right name there? Um, he was looking for someone to do a cover for a Western. Nice. 
thing did i did i put you in touch yes, with him or suggest you did, him yeah, to yeah, you? yeah 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 so like i loved seeing that cover come in as well i, I love that cover I, I love that like that was that was awesome um um yeah that was i mean stellar i mean what a what a contact for you to just kind of throw it as well like well that got me a that got me a cover or i was doing those of I, I thought it was great and he was really nice and then i think after that then he asked me to do a model sheet for him and stuff of the character oh, yeah it was awesome okay, yeah. yeah it was he's a lovely guy yeah. and and he like the guy oh i can't remember he got it he got a little bit of like production stuff backwards because he like had this guy drawing the actual mm-hmm. pages do you remember the pages they were gorgeous he was a Filipino artist. I, I, I can't think, remember or something, but he had, yeah. he had done stuff for Marvel and DC, and he had this pedigree. But he didn't tell me that. All right. He just presented me these penciled pages one day because he knew me from working on animation stuff, and was like, "Hey, can you do a notes pass on this?" And I was like taking these pages with the red mark, and I was like, "Well, they they kind of look done. I mean, I guess you could like like the line should go this way. So if we'd flip this and redraw that and read this, and I sent them back to him. I, was like, I mean, these are my thoughts on the pages. And then he went, "Cool, I'll send them on." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, hold on." Who is this yeah. artist and why have you got me doing notes on their work unsolicited? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so we just got the like production path. Like the guy had like all but finished inking the thing. Well, so I was like, don't be, don't Yeah, be. at this point it's too late. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. 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 yeah it's not like yeah. animation. It it's different in comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who is, so who is JP Vaughn? He, he was, he was writer on that book, wasn't he? On, I think it was Malice Alice, I think. Yeah. Malice Alice. Um, so he was a. Or Malice. Um, I mean, it was just was called a, Malice, I think. But the character in it a, was Malice Alice. He was a he was a PopCap Games mm-hmm. production. Oh, PopCap! Yes, I, you remember yeah. them. Um, and he now I want to find this. Like I want to find his like IMDb and find this stuff again. Um, but he came to Cavalier. Uh, like PopCap sold mm-hmm. up. I don't know if he got. I don't know whatever the way PopCap went. Uh, he came to Cavalier as a PM on an e-learning product. He was one of the like best PMs we'd had in terms of like actually understood the pipelines Brilliant. and was able to like talk with artists and plan timelines effectively. And like you'd find a lot of people wandering into like PM roles and project production management roles who are just like learning as they go. Mm-hmm. So having somebody who's really actually good at it and effective at it, like moving into the software stuff that I've done and dealing with people that are like high-end project managers is like wow yeah. this is a different skill set as opposed to like i always think animation is still scrambling to like figure out how to be an industry at least in ireland you know it, it can like, be a bit it, like that but some jobs are like you know you're you're finding your you only know how to do the job when it's over you know um yeah. but like when guys come in and they fucking know what to do they know what's up they're not just like Crazy. they're not just like dictating that this is the deadline for this it'll be and make sure it gets in they're also spotting like what episodes are the ones you put forward like for nominations on things and what are the ones you just get over the line and like they're the people you know they're the best ones to work for but like like i do not know i'm talking out my arse once i start talking about managing production but like little things like planning in uh, contingencies for sick days and holidays yeah. you know like this 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 gantt chart schedule you've built worked perfectly as long as nobody's ever sick <laughs> has to take a day's leave or and everything comes in on time come back. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, fantasy world um, yeah so um yeah and jp was like he was trying to get uh, indie games off the off the mark as well so malice alice was i think was like a sort of promo piece to go with a game he was developing oh wow okay. um, good idea actually and, yeah, yeah. 
um, it, it was a lovely little piece of marketing wear with it as well. And he has posted something. He's got a, a game going now at the moment that's winning a couple of awards and stuff in the end. Nice. I'm not surprised. He, he seemed very capable. I, I really like kind of just even the, the small back and forth we have with him. Yeah. So, so I guess what I'm getting to there then is that's what I know. That's what I know about your career up to that point. How do we? What's the rest of the comic book journey since then? Oh what's man, the, you, like, you did the rest... limit break, wasn't it? A good bit of limit break stuff. No, I don't Is think it? I did any limit break stuff. Um, I, I know the guys. I've been back and forth with them for lots of stuff, but I don't okay, think okay. we ever actually managed to sync up a time where I could take on um a limit break book. Mm, okay. Um, like or even like some of the anthologies, but and they put out great anthologies, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. but I've always been. I've always been pitching to get a comic or I've been wor- and working in animation um, and there's just no time then to take on something outside that and I was always in the middle or finishing a pitch or starting up to do a pitch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like that's like kind of you know you finish your nine to whatever five or six or something uh, midweek and then you know I have a family now so I stop I have dinner with them I, 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 congratulations thanks very much I get, I get my daughter to bed and um and then I then I clock back in again. So there's only yeah, fair play to man. Fair play to there's, there's yeah. only about two hours you can do that for three hours. Do that for a night without completely falling apart at the seams in about two mm. or three months time. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So I always kind of missed it with those guys. Um, and it's a shame because I mean they. I mean like look at their recent one, uh, the 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 Viking one they're putting. Yes. Viking that looks thing. fucking yeah, great. It, yeah. That who is that a Declan? Declan did no, the cover it's, for it. it's it's a Nick Roach cover. And oh, I, I thought Declan did the cover for that for some reason. Declan did the previous cover. No, you're, you're, okay, 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 yeah. okay. But like, I mean, they've got great cover artists doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, their books look so professional. It's yeah. it's. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. That it's an indie read, you know. Oh, for um, sure. Yes, I, yeah, for sure. Irish indie read. It's great. It's great representation, you know. And, and there's a great like you're on about the communities. I mean, like I think the Irish comics community is really good. I mean, everyone mm. is quick to help each other out talk to one another if someone's mm. looking for generally writers are looking for artists like uh, someone will point someone into someone else if they if they needing uh, an inker or an artist or a colorist mm. or something mm. like and, and everyone's quite quick to talk to one another and, and, and promote one another and it's it's, it's yeah. brilliant I haven't really seen that anywhere else you know well I, I, yeah. that's the thing though kind of like you know it's like the pros and cons of living in a small country to a degree and that's one there of the is. massive massive pros you know um, I kind of I obviously was you know enamored with comics and you mm-hmm. know that's why I got the co- college or animation blah blah then I uh, kind of segued like I tried to do comics a bit and I used to know Declan and Will yeah. back in the eclectic mixed days and all that kind of stuff you know and um, to kind of a new lads and stuff but then whatever happened anyways I was studying illustration then in that Bally firm I, I did the CTH&D then jumped Wait on the illustration Wait a minute you studied illustration? I didn't realise you swapped yeah, I didn't get the degree course. I applied I did the degree course and I applied the animation course or the animation degree course and I applied the illustration. You should have got that. Oh That's no! Crazy. Look, I should 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 shouldn't have pal. It wasn't meant to be, you I know. know. Uh, and eternally grateful for it, you know. To, to, to in all fairness, you know. Yeah, I guess um, things I'm, things did really work out for yeah, you. So it's yeah, all right. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's flying yeah. now, you know. Uh, he's, I've, he's, yeah, I'm happy with the, the career I have. However, that's what the thing I was going to say is COVID. COVID comes around, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm all of a sudden out of work. Um, just just like as in like you know, I was very grateful for the government that the. 350 euro or whatever they gave us a week was phenomenal i really mm-hmm. appreciated it you know and um, but it was a good time for me to kind of like you know pare back my lifestyle pare back my life and kind of re reorientate and refocus and stuff but I, we started doing the podcast and i got i started kind of like read now don't get me wrong i've always read comics i've always been into comics i've always drawn like dabbled and stuff but yeah but you you had this phase like and like 
it's not putting you on blast, but you like I used to go over to your apartment. There was comic book art all over yeah. the walls, and you were like a single man, and you were just like, "I'm changing my life. I'm digging into the like goth dark like." church grim angle of your art and you took all the comic stuff down you packed away all the comics you would walk into his apartment for an extended period of time and it, it was it looked like he just moved into an empty apartment yeah. he was doing the like the clean out yeah. yeah i did a bit of a clean out spartan um uh, hair's breadth away from an incel kind of thing well, <laughs> jesus that sounds brutal <laughs> uh i i i pictured it some somewhat different um but you have to do it every so often because then you get too much shit lying around your house and that's always better for everybody. And then you know? he got a lady friend and started reintroducing the comics. Yeah, well, the thing is, kind of, uh, uh, the church group thing is a, is a bizarre thing. That's 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 only recent. But um, but no, I was going to say, uh, but no, got, COVID happened, got back into comics, mm. started, like, kind of drawing again and all that kind of stuff. And I started, I'm realizing, kind of, like, because, look, look tattooing is insular. You know, mm-hmm. no more than a lot of industries can be and all that kind of stuff, you know. And don't get me wrong, the, t- the tattoo industry is great and it's, off- it's give- give- gave me a lot, you know. But uh can be very insular. Uh, being out of that and kind of then finding like, you know, re- like kind of just like, oh, well, I'm not really drawn for tattoos anymore. So like, what did I love to draw again, you know. And I started just drawing like more comics and more stuff like that. And I, I like, and it's completely kind of like, even kind of, how would you say, rejuvenated my love for tattooing in a way, you know, because cool. I'm, I'm applying different stuff to it now because I'm picking up stuff that I'm drawing with comics, you know what I mean? Like, I saw um, one you did like today on your Instagram and it was like a really, really great picture of Green Lantern. Um, but like, yeah. you have like the green color and the black and white on someone's arm. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's fucking brilliant. That kind of there, there's plenty of them. Say I draw myself, and then there's plenty of them that are referenced, and that's one of the ones you know. In full transparency, that's one of the you, the guy was just like, I want this one of Green Lantern, and it's just like, yeah, of course, I can, I you can know, I can redo it to make it tattooable and make it work, you know. But um, but uh, yeah, but like that's it though. Like kind of like I get loads of people like like even when it's not intentional, saying like my style is comic book, and it's just like I guess it kind of is, you know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But, but your it, pools of blacks and stuff in but it. This like, is it. Yeah, really Jack good. Kirby and Mignola yeah. are two of my favorite artists. You know, obviously every comic book artist loves those people. Every artist loves those people. But yeah, it's just like it's not even intentional anymore. It's just it comes across a little bit comic booky, you know. But um, but yes, the, my point was. We were talking about the Irish scene, mm-hmm. so I've kind of, you know, I, I it, like thankfully over the last like three years getting back into it and all that kind of stuff, and I've done a little like drawn jam in a little there comics oh, nice where they're showing us how to make zines, and I met the 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 guys there and they're lovely, they've been really supportive, and um, but yeah, there is at awesome Irish comic book scene that I feel is even kind of like not even like like okay. You're a great example of all of a sudden, like, and I, and it's great the way the Irish do do it, but they rally behind you, you know. They do. Yeah. You you were getting so much exposure for Godfell, yeah. and it's fucking awesome to see. Like, it's it's and it's it's deserved, you know. Thank you. Um, but uh, absolutely, bro. But uh, it's awesome to see. But it's great as well, like that. There is an Irish community of, you know, kind of art nerds that love comics and want to do this type of stuff and encourage each other and help each other and uh, and then seeing then kind of like just people like not even comics associated rallying behind something that's Irish you know which, which is like it's a real means test to see what your country folk think of you right because mm. I, I kind of think like if someone in Ireland is doing well whether it be in sports or whether it be in journalism whether it be in whatever industry like if they're a nice guy the country goes yeah I will support that person. Yeah, you know, they, yeah, they, they'll, yeah. They, they'll, they'll find some kind of either fan support of a book they're putting out or, or, or whatever it is. They'll find fans for it or they'll be yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And then 
if they're assholes, like, they, were they won't. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like they'll find absolutely nothing, you know. Yeah. And they yeah. can start off one and turn another way, and they yeah. lose the whole lot. And um, so I, I was really, really kind of happy to see a bit of vindication, really, where like oh, I'm putting out the book, I'm telling everyone because I really want the book to sell. Mm. And um, thankfully, the book sold. People got behind it. But uh, but I I think there's this thing as well that's like by the time we like you have put in legwork oh yeah you know what i mean you you, yeah. you put between the, the you have been this presence in animation and art and and the industry and supporting the comic book industry for so long and just plugging on plugging hard for for this so by the time you've like godfell is just look like it looks classic. thanks man and yeah, i and I, I, i'm again gutted i didn't get to read it ahead of time We'll will read it. We'll have you back. Um, but I, but um, I do want to. I, it's just great to see. Yeah, it. I you. do want to get a rundown of your so your comic book career history. Like, give oh, us, you, give us you, a you've pretty much got it. Like, there was a lot of me not getting a job. <laughs> it's Godfell the first proper. It's a Godfell. Yeah, Godfell like, my international debut. Like uh, really? everything yeah. else, I did like was indie stuff. There, I did my book Carrie and Rufus. Um, before that, which was kind of like um, yeah, I love that. Turner and Hooch meet Shaun of the Dead. You know, a Brilliant. girl with friends yeah. and talking fox. They make way to Ireland. And actually, funny enough, you bring up Gareth and Bev. I got the idea to call it Carrie and Rufus because. Andrew in Cavalier told me you don't have to like copyright if it's people's names and I went oh well I'm not going to call this like uh, Ireland Apocalypse or something I'm going to call it Carrie and Rufus and like that was like oh Wait, I'm going to go that, that to me. so I think like you have to if you're going to patent or own a name to something you have or copyright the name you, you have to there's a process to that you know you can't you have to see if it's viable or if it's, if it's available to you to make sure no one else has it um, but if yeah. it's names of people, if it's actually people's names, I think it's. I don't that, think it's. That makes sense. You have to yeah. that way. Yeah. I don't know the ins and outs. He just said it to me one day, and I I took it as Bible, and I went with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so like if somebody else comes along and goes Carrie and Rufus, you're like, no, hold on, I have this combination. I, I think I have to make sure that I'm more popular than they are. I don't know. <laughs> oh, right, okay. but, um, Maybe we have to fight it out UFC style. I lose. I, just, I lose. I just. Uh, I, I just remember Ben. Did you have your own? At one stage, did you not have a little comic book collective? Uh, or something we, oh we did yeah it was with stone, Longstone Comics yeah, Longstone Comics yeah. I, um, I knew there was something Longstone Comics yeah yeah, yeah I remember them we I were, remember those books yeah. I have some of those for sure so I'm, I still talk to those guys like they're yeah. all they're all still around they're all still they're doing loads of stuff like um, and uh, they're still the really nice community they always were they're still a great bunch I, mean, I bumped hmm. into them randomly at Topable one year where I, I think like two of them um, Hilbo and Pete they didn't they didn't realize a con was on I think it was just that we bumped into each other and then and they came out to drinks at the end of the con but it was great to see them again but hmm. yeah there's someone that kind of just you know I, I see them digitally now whereas yeah. before yeah. I used to see them every couple of weeks in, in the Longstone pub which is why we call it Longstone Comics. Ah, okay, okay. Let's let's get into the, the meat and meat of it, as Aiden would say. Um, Godfell. Oh, how did, how I did get... that come about? Let's, let's I mean, talk, pure yeah. fluke, lads. I mean, just absolute. Well, it was more fluke. You've had it, a, a no, long no. history of working wait, hard, pal. Wait until you Try see. To... It's it's a fluke. Like, it was one of those things like where um, a writer puts out a call for an artist for an idea they have. And Christopher Savella put out, he's a writer on Godfell. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. he put out a tweet saying, hey, I have an idea for a fantasy book. Any fantasy artists out there? And I have replied to tweets like this a million and one times. I've been years knocking on the comic book industry's door and no yeah. one's answered, you know. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Chris answered the call, but I wasn't expecting him to answer. So, like, when he put out a tweet, I put out, like, a little fucking shitty, jokey tweet back with four pieces of art for fantasy stuff that I hoped he liked. And I didn't even say, like, hey, Chris, um, artist here, 
um, I like fantasy, whatever, you know, one of those kind of tweets. What I said was, flutters eyelashes alluringly and shoves portfolio in front of face. <laughs> yeah, you know. God. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I should have been doing that the whole time or something, yeah, you know. Just, yeah. just cringe. Flirting. <laughs> maybe cringe flirt, yeah. Just, I just didn't Hilarious. even think he'd see it, you know. Um, but like, I think I was one of the earlier people to respond. You've been presenting writers with images and you should have been giving them words. I should have been presenting. Words. Oh, God, why didn't I think of that before? Now we know. Uh, yeah, this is the trick, right? So, I mean, it, it worked. He got back. I, I think like uh, within half an hour or something, putting out a tweet, he saw the stuff. He got back to me, and we've been tipping away on it since. I was on an animation gig when um, we were first kind of Zoom calling about it. What is it? What's happening? What? Am I, what? Are they, you know, the whole thing. Who are you? You know, because we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it just worked out that I like working with him. He likes working with me. Um, it was great having his input on the art. It was fun having input on the story, and um, it was a really good, unique idea. You know, it was kind of mm-hmm. like um, Lord of the Rings meets Fantastic Voyage. You know, which was yeah. a combo I'd never really seen before. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it I just loved the concept fun. instantly when I heard it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so did I. Um, I, I thought, well, yeah. that's that's good. You know, a great name. That's well. pretty fucking metal. Yeah, and I, I was name. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that was Chris as well. He, he yeah. I, I think. I think for the first while I was sending like um, pictures of, of our characters back and forth to him with entitled that fantasy thing we're doing, you know, because we didn't have a title on it. Yeah. I, I discovered him recently because I was, I was putting out things to help promote the book and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I can't believe that's what we were going by. But it kind of kicked off from there. And then we said we put a pitch together and I said, all right, great. I'll, I'll put some designs for a pitch. And usually my history of pitching is, all right, there's the designs, I'll tidy them up, I'll make them look fucking as, as professional as possible. And then we'll put them into a package with some of the script or all of the script and there'll be a cover and there's a whole process you kind of need to have in your pitch now. And then mm-hmm. um, I woke up one morning to an email um, from Chris saying he sent it to Vault and they were ready to go. And I was like, but we didn't do any of the pitch work. How did this happen? What's going on? This is great. What I really needed was a multiple Eisner nominee to put a book into a company to say, I'd like to do this. I went, oh yeah, that works too, I guess, you know? Um, I mean, Chris is like some serious talent and books behind his name. So when he's able to pitch, he pushes, he pitches with a bit more weight behind his, his, his his name, you know? So that, that, that I'm riding that coattails then as as we, as we continue to go on. And it's it's been, it's been a pleasure, you know, it's been, great working on it because i've got to i got to really flex some fantasy muscles that yeah i've always wanted to but i didn't think you'd get that kind of opportunity because like when you work in animation you get a little a little piece of that pie yeah you yeah. know but yeah. when you work in comics like you get half the pie you know yes. it, yeah. it, it, yeah. it's awesome like so yeah. I, I didn't just have to do boards i didn't just have to do character design. i didn't just have to do one element mm. i got to do mm. the design i got to think of the backgrounds i got so to do the concept that's awesome that is great what was it like designing uh the main character how do you pronounce her name zanzi zanzi yes um yeah. it was the, an interesting the design's one. awesome I thank you it. yeah uh, it's great and the first couple of pages with all the action and her beheading people and all that kind of yeah. stuff like it's it's great stuff and i love i love kind of the yeah i look kind of love the trail of the kind of decapitated bodies and the blood kind of just firing out of her necks and also yeah. like kind of attached to their heads <laughs> almost uh, it's great stuff man like uh, that stuff is so much fun to see uh, the breakdown of the, the different kind of um how would you say like the different communities or the different like races yeah, diff- different different communities uh, i kind guess of yeah, affected yeah. by this you know kind natural of, disaster almost yeah, yeah. It, it natural disaster yeah, is a good way of putting it uh, great great stuff man so much imagination that's got to be a lot of fun 
it's it's great because like I mean like a lot of this like was um was brought to me. Chris had been working on this uh, with Raven, an editor on the book, and like that they had, they had a good idea of what these characters are supposed to be. And, and one of the things mm. they kind of said to me about Zanzi was she's a force of nature in a human body. Mm. And so like Epic. um that was yeah that sounds pretty great, right? I mean yeah. like that that gives you a lot to play with. Yeah. So like um. Uh, I kind of put that down on a page and I made sure it was at the top and, and even in the center of like my model sheet for a while until I eventually came up with something that looked like a force of nature and, and she's just massive you know I wanted yeah, this it's great I, I just wanted her to look like intimidating you know yeah. and I, I wanted her to be like a, just an incredible athlete I was looking at a lot of Serena Williams to try and get mm-hmm. like you know I mean like that woman is so strong but she's so fast like she's yeah. like that kind of scary stuff like where you don't think they can move that fast when they're yeah. that big like she is like lightning so I kind of thought yes. that's that's what I want um, she has to be this and uh, then there was looking at other kind of actresses that I, I kind of thought like um, I'm gonna what is her name um, oh god I've been talking about her for ages because I've been referencing her for so long and now while I'm on a podcast I'm missing her name. Oh, I, I'm going to get it now because I, I I don't want to uh, I don't want to miss this. Um, her name is Sidel Noel. She's in Glow, and um, she's like the the one that kind of rallies all the guys into being professional wrestlers, right? And I thought like Zanzi needs like a scowly face because she doesn't like really talk a whole lot. She's kind of a silent action hero, and I remember her having a great. Like uh, I've seen her in loads of comedies where she's always smiling, but I remember in Glow she has a great, yeah, a great kind of brooding saying. look into camera, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that, and I eventually kind of put them all together into into Zanzi, and um, uh, I, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it, you know, and, and and everything then for the rest of Godfell, the the chimeras that exist in it, the the backgrounds, even the other characters, they're all based and turned from Zanzi's initial design. Okay, okay, cool, and. Uh the kind of ox that she has yeah it's a horrible so it's a horrible a horrible okay, yeah okay. so it's it's That's in in Keratham where all these people live um, there's all these chimeras so there's cat monkeys and there's rat pigeons and like when I was I had to come up with a steed for Zanzi and so yeah I was gonna ask yeah cool I, like I, I had to come up with something for her and like Zanzi is a force of nature in the human body so what steed is worthy to be her steed and like, yeah. I was looking at loads of fucking horses and I went down like a dark hole of what kind of horse is this what kind of horse is this hmm and the streeter horses were something I was settling on because they were really big they were pretty muscular they looked like something out of a Jim Fitzpatrick illustration when mm-hmm. he was doing all the, the Celtic stuff um, mm. and I thought it's good but it doesn't scream force of nature and it doesn't scream fantasy and then I kind of realised that I, oh, it can be something I completely make up I, I can have a new animal here and yeah. uh, mm. I was looking at then bulls right because uh, Zanzi is supposed to be intimidating this is a steed she's taken from an army what steed would an army use and I thought of something noble like a horse but strong and intimidating like a bull and I was looking at Spanish fighting bulls Belgian blues Belgian blues are bulls that look like they've been blasting their lats for 20 years in the gym <laughs> it's ridiculous like oh they're the double muscle yeah like, it's a genetic it's a genetic anomaly type of thing that's been bred like I know exactly what you're talking about they're crazy crazy I mean it's like they just do nothing but drink protein drinks and, and just lift weights um, so I used one of those and uh, I initially wanted like <laughs> it was stupid it didn't work out but I initially wanted this animal to be so big that it, it would be worthy of Zanzi Zanzi is massive and I was like it'll be as big as a moose and then like I oh put that into practice and I went this is fucking stupid <laughs> 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 so then I had to bring it back a bit because mooses uh, are fucking monsters. massive 
insane. Yeah, this is um, your own yeah. your own idea. I love the, the the note of that. Yeah, it's like no, this is fucking dumb. You know, oh, yeah. and it's like one of those things where like you only you have all these ideas in practice, but then or in theory, and then you put it into practice. And like this is a bad idea. And you have to fit it in a panel. Yeah, I got um, I got, str- and I don't know. You probably, I don't know if, if anybody said this uh, to you, but uh, with the axe and the bull and stuff, I got mm-hmm. really kind of strong uh, Paul uh, Bunyan uh, vibes. Is Paul it Paul Bunyan? Bunyan? Paul Bunyan, like yeah. the, um, Paul Bunyan. The, the American the, folklore, the American folklore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, liked, I love was, those stories. Was, yeah, he was an axe man with a bull, wasn't he? Didn't he have a bull? Oh, or something? He, he, wrote, yeah, he, he had a, a blue ox. He, yeah, he rode a bull or something. So I was just like, oh, that's class. Good, <laughs> good call. I wonder because I I love all those stuff. I I listen to last loads of um folklore and mythology podcasts all the time. Uh, oh, epic! I've definitely yeah. heard loads of those. So there's yeah. there's a good chance that seeped into my DNA. Yeah, of course it does. You know? Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that stuff. You know, really, really good. Um. So yeah. So kind of that must have been pretty exciting but also pretty daunting to be kind of you know in charge of these character designs but it must none be of it like, has been daunting none every of, bro, just, bit of just it just all no, embraced and all just, great man yeah, i love yeah, to hear it yeah, yeah well i've wanted this for so long so like yeah, i kind epic. of felt like like it's time to nut up or shut up you know so yeah. i went i went yeah. as hard at this as i could because like i want to impress yeah, right i i want i want to work in comics more i want people to say hey I want Chris to say Ben didn't fuck up my book I want to work with him again you know I want Vault to say hey we can throw more covers with this Ben Hennessy guy and Vault have been really fucking uh, supportive from what I can see as a a spectator they've been brilliant those guys are pushing it yeah, great, they, they really are, and, and I haven't seen them this year. They seem to be putting a big effort into pushing books. We have John Lee's The Nasty coming out soon, and they're mm-hmm. doing a big push on that now. Like, I mean, if you're a horror fan in any form or fashion, get The Nasty. If you're a comedy yeah. fan in any form or fashion, get yeah. The Nasty. It's amazing. That is that the kind of cover with some masked guy crawling yeah. out of something. That's the one. That's the yeah, one. Nasty. Yeah. yeah, it looks yeah. fucking wild. It's yeah, it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It's really vault. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, check that stuff out. You know, it's John Lee, so he's one of those guys that writes horror in a comic and it's actually mm. kind of scary I, uh, I always kind of find that outside of audio or outside of film horror lacks that mm. scare but uh, yeah, John, John stuff sure. John stuff will yeah. stick with you when you put that book yeah. down you know it's, yeah. it's it's cool you know um, um, how many issues is Garfield going to be? six six issues six? I, I'm, okay. I'm currently into the fifth and and, and and funnily enough like my my tablet just died like on friday so I, i'm working oh, off something else at the moment and then um, yeah. getting a dig out off, off a mate of mine um nick roach to, to to kind of get me back up to scratch hopefully by the end of the week and um yeah 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 pain in the ass and that happens and it's it's been an amazing tablet i've been recommended everyone and then just now like uh, it stops and I'm waiting for customer service to get back now for a few days and it's like shit I can't is recommend it, this it, tablet um, anymore anyway I don't want to say uh, no, no, no it's not it new it's no, not no, new it's well, rough maybe it's two years old you know it, it oh, shouldn't geez. be giving me this kind of problem you know no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, okay so this this will but I, I, you know this is going to be the stepping stone for you please God you know? I hope so I hope so um, and uh, like I was when I when I like I said when I was watching YouTube and I heard the guy just saying Ben Hennessy it's just like I kind of that's like cool. I knew straight away bro and I was just like right that's great that's wild and I was only like I then I meant to do it and it's like well I I kind of know Ben you know so it's just like all right cool like so we getting on the podcast be great but that fucking book man like I know I I obviously tattoo go a few heads around town and stuff you know and I text a few lads that work in different comic book shops being like here can like this is like, even before you were coming on the pod I was just like here is that Godfell book in yet like and all the lads like nah man so that was like fucking fucking yeah you know I couldn't believe it great because like it I, came out Wednesday two weeks Wednesday last week 
Was it the week before? It was the week before. It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, it's great, man. And it's like it's been a blur because like that Wednesday it came out. My mate went into Big Bang to pick up an issue and was asked, "Hey, what's going on?" He was told it's a potential sellout, and like that was at lunchtime on Wednesday. It was like it only came out that morning. And then my other mate who I do the odds pod and the odds uh, comic book with Dave Dave Hendrick, like um he was in Dublin. He was going to take pictures of the book out in the wild for me because I'm in Wexford and can't do that. And he got like the last issue on the shelf in Forbidden Planet uh, before it went. And he, um, he got that early. He, he well, he was in there early. after work. But I mean, that was, oh, I mean, by that stage, I got shot. like I got it, shot. it was kind of gone. And, and there's yeah. people on waiting lists for the first issue now. It's like, holy shit, this is great. <laughs> I, I bought, I bought yeah. the book. I bought the variant issue and the, and the, and your, uh, yeah. Did you do oh, nice. the two variant covers? I oh, just did one, one. Um, one. and yeah. Nathan Gooden of Barbaric okay. which is another fucking oh, book yeah, I love really nice one. he it did the nice cover the, yeah. uh, but like, we got loads of variants we had yeah. amazing yeah. artists on variants like amazing every fucking cover they put out is a fucking winner and like it made me really work a bit harder come the second and then on the third I think I kind of found a swing of things because I mean I, I didn't want to be I didn't want to be the named artist on the book and then put out the worst covers you know so I, yeah. like uh, <laughs> like th- these guys I mean there's the insecurities of the artist isn't it it's alright yeah <laughs> well dude look as a guy as a guy who like kind of mm. you know religious uh, pilgrim every every Wednesday to the comic book shop nice uh, the stuff stands up bro it's, thanks, like, thanks. It's, it's it's like as kind of it's 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 like it's good. Like when I say that, Thanks. I mean like in the in the best way possible. Like you know, because quite often when you when you're looking at something, you're looking at through an lens of a, a lens of I kind of know this person or I'm aware of them, and you're it's Irish and stuff. You 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 can be not I wouldn't say extra critical, but you're looking at it in a different there, way. There can be a, there can be a bit of like like there's there's I'm trying to think of how to describe like Kevin Smith movies or like the Rooster Teeth guys I don't know if yeah, you know yeah, them yeah. at all but it's like those guys like did like GoFundMes and stuff to make films and you go and see them and you're like these are the people I love yeah. they did a good job but like objectively it's like <laughs> you know you're just happy that they did a thing yeah. but like that's not the case here oh, man. this is just yeah. solid like, yeah oh yeah it's it's a it's a comic envy coming true you know it's it's yeah. it's beautiful stuff bro Thanks. and uh, we won't we won't kiss your bottom too much but uh but uh Aiden might but um you know, <laughs> we, we'll wait for after hours bts stuff um yeah that's, that's the paywall stuff for acast <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> subscribe to our patreon where you can see Aiden kissing ben's ass but um but uh, no man it's, and he's just so handsome and what a personality <laughs> but it's great he's it's got a really, great ass it's a, it's a from tone from sitting all day. That was, that was the worst machine impression like ever given in my life. By the way, yeah, we got it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's great. It's a beautiful looking book, man. You should Thanks be really proud much. of the artwork. You know, I, I, really I am. I, awesome. I, I am really proud Good. of it because yeah, like do, it's do do do. Uh, but I've been I've been kind of lucky and unlucky in a sense where no, just really lucky. Like because over COVID, having not in comic store for so long. I managed to get two books. I, I got the odds with Scout Comics as well. And I want to ask about that next, actually. Yeah. That that's in progress. So I've been juggling Godfell with with that. So I've been drawing a lot. Like so, I mean, like I, I think I think even the pages I do now in issue five of Godfell, and the pages in issue three of the odds. There's there's a big leap in what even what I was doing from issue one of both those mm. books. So mm. uh, it's it's a uh, it's just. It's been a fun time because um, it's something I've always wanted. So uh, I, I really want to knock doors down and press. I hope people like the stuff. Um, yeah. uh, so far, I think everything's been been pretty positive, you know. Um, so yeah, ho- hopefully it'll keep going that way for the, us. The Odds comic mm-hmm. published through uh, Scout Comics. Yeah. Uh, is that in town? 
No, it's not out yet. And it's still okay, in okay, progress. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's okay, very okay. much in progress. It's because even taken a bit of a hit because yeah. like juggling all this has been juggling, man. tough. Yeah. Um, and but, you have a family and a life and you know yeah there's, yeah, there's, there's a few so balls much. in the air yeah, you know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, but it's been awesome and like it's another genre that's my favourite like I love everything post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic and I love fantasy and I've got to do The Odds which is a post-apocalyptic stuff mm-hmm, and I got mm-hmm. to do Godfell which is a little bit of both really um, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, like I, I, I can't wait to get got, uh, The Odds out now because there's been so much this post-apocalyptic pandemic stuff since yeah. since our all it's everyone's pandemic, and um, I I think like we want to get that out now soon. I think it'll be out. We're hoping to get it out now, finished it end of this year, out start of next year. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that now as well because I've listened to the podcast, like I said, uh, and it's just like you know, and it's it's a really fun concept for a podcast as well. Thanks. You know, just asking people what their favorite apocalypse and how broad that. Uh, that um spectrum is subject yeah, yeah right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good well. fun uh the cog episode was mad <laughs> yeah yeah. You remember there, the cog? yeah yeah there was yeah. there's been a few mad episodes i mean yeah, yeah. like uh, have you like i mean what what one has has kind of tickled your fancy the most so far because we've done a we've done a few that have covered like people's end of time writing or working on a book to the romero zombies apocalypses and stuff it's been it's been pretty fun come across everyone's very different apocalypse you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, that, that, the, the Cog one was one that I was really like, that guy knew his stuff as well, you know? Yeah. He's really going into it. Uh, Jamie Tehan with his Age of Apocalypse. That was good, um, yeah. I did see there's a massive collection of all the single issues of Age of Apocalypse, and I'm very tempted to get them. Yeah, Subsidy have, have bagged them all together. What's the price on 200 it? 200 euros. <sighs> Sounds about right. Yeah. But to be fair, I got birthday money. <laughs> you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, also, Tom Riley, a, a comic artist, like, he just. Uh, released them um, some uh, pages for uh, he did Ant-Man he did a great Ant-Man story and he did a great Thing story and cool. he released pages uh, for sale as well and it's just like do I, like I'm kind of, kind of like oh god do I get the, the X-Men Apocalypse or do I get like one of Tom Reddy's pages only $250 like it's pretty fucking legit. I always regret not buying art mm-hmm. like I'll always look at art and go that's too expensive and then it's a two years later and somebody's probably reselling it for yeah, two times as yeah, much I'm like yeah. like I saw a a like a concept it was what would you call it uh, oh I can't I can't remember the actual word they used but it was a Drew Struzan rough oh my god really? for like a Wonder Woman movie poster right. and like it was I'm not going to buy a Drew Struzan painting but this was like a rough pencil and the likeness of the actress was like Margot Kidder or something like I can't remember who it was but it was like it was like two grand or something and I'm like two grand for, for Drew Struzan that's that's like I should buy that right mm. that's not terrible for no. but I just let it go and then it's so I, like I think I saw it for eight grand somewhere yeah. subsequently like, fucking you hell. never know like you know you these things are know. and they're hard to come across but then like also with Age of Apocalypse you, they're not printing that anymore anywhere I don't think right so I mean that's that's a dicey option like, which one do you go with here I know you, know? I know, you can get yeah. Age of Apocalypse I'm sure you can get it digitally you know but yeah 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 the, the, the original art then that's I know, yeah, yeah. I, I've had that debate with myself like at comic cons before holding up one looking at the other you know cats up or ketchup you know I don't know mm. yeah. Um, yeah. it's all money out of my pocket <laughs> but do I want it <laughs> so uh, do you do you have anything lined up after the odds or uh, not Godfather? comic book wise I have some not stuff animation wise that I can't yeah. talk about just yet that's um, alright but yeah. I'm, I'm, I, it's always I, good I'm to con- not be able to talk about it it is it is, it is good it is good <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, yeah. and it's with a studio I've wanted to work with for a while with a guy I haven't worked Amazing. with in ages 
um cool so like uh yeah hopefully hopefully that'll come around because we've been trying to sync up our schedules for maybe 10 years and have failed mm-hmm. miserably every time so mm-hmm. uh, it looks like it's going to sync up nicely now and um amazing yeah we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens cause i don't know i don't know what's going to happen after after comics and i don't know i'm still cutting my teeth in that industry so i don't really know how it yeah. works or how quick work or doesn't line up and i have a family i actually have a kid on the way as well so i want to make sure oh there's God, money in the bank so i'm oh I'm, I'm making sure there's another job as soon as one finishes you know that kind of off the Thank record you. and off the podcast stuff yeah because i just want you to have, have a kid coming to you no i don't have a kid i had, <laughs> I had a vasectomy last yeah. year so that'd be yeah, pretty fucking shocking <laughs> <laughs> you got a lawsuit yeah. with the doctor. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I got um, But uh, no, it's gonna I, now kind of because I'm always really interested to know. But uh, do you have a favorite child? <laughs> yeah. Which well, the other one isn't born yet, so <laughs> you can say maybe I can do better. Koi <laughs> uh, uh, fam, yeah, friend of the podcast. Uh-huh. Great I'm episode, by the way. I only I only listened to it today. Okay, yeah, yeah. Koi, Koi's a lovely fella. I, got, I listened to that. I've listened to that two or three times. He's he's got a great way. Yeah, we must get him back. About his um, anyway. He was texting me the other day. But what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, you know, I'm also happy to hear that like you're doing well and you're, you know, this is because this is something you obviously worked on. You know what I mean? Like at least, man, like as 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 kind of you know, as little as I know, you say, like I associate your name with Irish comics. Yeah, I mean, you know, and have done for a long time, you know. Yeah, well, tried to. This is this is the, this is my first actual. I, I mean, I've been the guy that nearly got into comics for so long. Okay. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, yeah. like I've been on that fence of comics animation for ages without really doing comics outside of an indie level. And uh, it, like, it, it was great. It was great to finally get the nod. It was great to get it twice within the space of like a month or something. It was yeah. like, holy yeah. shit, it's happening. As, um, as my mother would say, it's a feast or famine, my man. But uh, I'd imagine. Uh, you know, we're saying what's next, you know, and that's up in the air because, you know, that's just the lifestyle of a freelance. Oh, surely it's like a movie deal and like three Netflix shows and then I sit on the beach with Hans Gruber earning 20%. That's that's the plan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll put the vibe out there for you, buddy. But um, <laughs> what I was going to say at the end. Seth Rogen starts presenting Godfell. You know, he just gets into it. And that would be awesome. Here, yeah, I'd fucking, be up for that. Yeah. Here, give Will Sliney a copy of Godfell and tell him to pass it on to Seth McFarlane. That man, what, that man can promote anything. Fucking like, fair yeah, he's fair amazing. He's, yeah, 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 he's he's gifted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do not begrudge him. What could have happened to a nice gentleman as well? But, True. Um, but uh, but on Seth Rogen stuff, yeah, seeing what he's presenting more recently, that trailer for the new Turtles um, uh, film, doesn't it look amazing? Looks amazing. It's so, I was like, we Kevin and I talked a little mm-hmm. bit about this on Sunday or when we were last recording the last episode. And I was like, "Is this live action? Is this whatever? It's out in August. We gotta, we gotta get a trailer for this." And then it just dropped today, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Mm. It looks so good. It like we're starting to see the knock-on effect of like into the Spider Verse. Say the same thing, yeah. And like the, the, the animation studios having permission to stray from the sort of Disney-fied uh, Pixar yeah. look. Um, and it looks, it looks great. It looks so it looks, good, and it's great to see the turtles being. Teenage mutant ninja. Not yeah, these, yeah. not these like thirty or forty year old. Yeah. Teenage yeah. in an yeah, yeah. Cowabunga, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, there's there's been so many iterations of them where I feel like yeah, I haven't seen a fourteen or a thirteen to nineteen year old ever look that buff. And I know they're mutants, and that's that's that's, that's their thing for it. I, I, I maybe right. Your your concern is that they look buff. Like if they if they look like they've been putting twenty years in the gym. 
I, I kind of yeah. think like ah, that's ah, you're missing the point you know um, mm. yeah I, I didn't like that but I, I love the designs on these guys they all look so individual as well mm. you know like there's that lovely bit like of Mikey handing somebody something and like his head is just fucking massive and he's got this little uh, pencil neck and, yeah, uh, yeah. but it, everything just looks so much fun which is what the yeah, turtles looks, are you know looks great that, I mean the, the like the tribe called quest track was it it's in the background like the music so. choice yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. It? it's, it's kind of kick it I meant to look that up before um, we came on I forgot to yeah I think it is yeah, yeah. it's like it's kind of like that 80s original Ninja Turtles era vibe even though it's like because I was looking when we first see the trailer like that's clearly like a a smartphone interface that they're recording yeah. on so it's like okay it's contemporary but like they're trying to bring some of that like 80s like street culture vibe to it like the turtles were like skateboarding yeah. and, and like hip hop and break dancing and so vanilla ice vanilla ice that was yeah. that was well, that the second ice. film wasn't it that, that was the yeah, second yeah, one yeah, yeah. The um, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. I think yeah. I still have that on VHS upstairs in that attic I keep talking about. Yeah. Class. Um, I mean, we're we're hard pivoting to the format of the endless stream now, <laughs> and like I'm, I I was like, will we even bother? Because like we've had so much fun talking comics and talking industry stuff, and, and like I'm I'm hope you enjoy. Oh, it as big well, time. But as we're here, we can we can definitely do it. That cartoon looks class. I can't wait for it. I've gone from being like. I don't know if I need another Turtles movie to no I want to see that really badly. really badly right yeah. and I, I do a thing like where I don't watch trailers anymore because I kind of find they yeah, just spoil fucking everything yeah like, you know, give me 30 seconds of something and I'm in but like yeah. I watched this thinking it was going to be oh, and, yeah, whatever and now I'm not watching any more trailers or anything about it because I just want yeah, to go fair. to the cinema and just be surprised and happy yeah. you know yeah. fair fair yeah. uh, and I also love like kind of there's a there's a large cast of characters that kind of coming from the, the, the show like I was kind of saying in the podcast like Turtles literally like kind of rogue gallery and like support casting or whatever yeah. you know, the random anthropomorphic characters and creatures and all that kind of stuff some of the best character stuff I love like character design I Rocksteady and Bebop right? looked yeah. astounding yeah. in it like the, the the size of that rhino head in that shot like it's so cool it's uh, exciting stuff it's gonna be fun I can't yeah. wait for that and yeah. it I, I mean I've been excited about for a couple of films to come out but I haven't been as immediately excited about anything like I have been for this in so yeah. long this looks yeah. really good yeah it looks great I, it definitely appeals to the 80, 80s kids sitting here yeah big um, time big time because like the the last waves of like Turtles is constantly rebooting. Mm-hmm. It's constantly always. like relaunching and rebooting. Well, I quite uh, like the yeah, last always. one, the, the, that Andy yeah, Siriano always. stuff, because Andy Siriano was yeah. on Samurai Jack, and you can yeah. kind of see yeah. that design. I was really skeptical about so those, was I. those designs yeah. when I first saw them, but once it started moving, I was well, just like, oh, "This is yeah. cool," <laughs> and they're really going and for the it. And the stories are great. And the idea of like going. I know that the Ninja Turtles looked a certain way forever, but like, let's get four different breeds of turtle because like, this is a heavier stock version. So that's Rafi's like the bridge yeah. that we can like, we can actually play with their size and, and have that be reflective of their characters mm-hmm. and stuff. Like this is a softer shell turtle. So he has to use tech. So you've got Donnie being a little smarter armor version. Like it's like, oh, it's actually quite clever. It even is, like, it's, it's take a lot of fun. On. And they are fun. They're supposed to be fun. They're not supposed to be these mm-hmm. things. Like with noses and you know muscles on like Belgian blue muscles and stuff and mm. like you know, <laughs> like uh, I wasn't a big fan of that, um, yeah. but I, and I wasn't sure what I was going to get when I saw those designs. I went, oh, I don't know. But then I loved the show. It was really good. It was I, I laughed every time. 
yeah, fair, fair. Uh, that's a uh, that uh, that uh, even like say like kind of like this has like mutant mayhem has kind of reignited uh, like kind of like my say like. Uh, Interesting turtles, as it will for many, I'm sure, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'm quite keen now to check out that The Last Ronin. Oh, have you not checked it out yet? No. Have you checked no. it out, Aiden? Someone, t- I, noticed, I know I know who it is, though, if you get me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen some stuff. You need I, to read that. I haven't. Yeah. You just, I won't say any more, because I was actually yeah. going to say, uh, if it comes up in the podcast, that we shouldn't spoil anything, because it would be so, so mean, because that book is still relatively fresh. Someone spoiled right. it on me, anyways. Oh, I know. Bastards. I know who the last yeah. Ronin is. That's yeah. that's a pity. I, do, I don't know nothing. So check. I'll, it's uh, like what happens in the future to the turtles, you know. Yeah. And at I this point in time, it. they are designed like big Belgian brute boots, but are brutes. But like, it makes sense because they're a lot older. They're not teenage. Yeah. yeah and it's uh, it is. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a great book, Aiden. Uh, definitely, definitely check that out. It's uh, it's it's one for all the turtles fans. But it, it, it is, yeah, it is funny seeing them actually be kids. Like one of the, like the, who is it? Like is it Mikey has braces? Yeah. You know. I, I also like the way they're oh. done, like Leo, Mikey, Donnie, and Raph. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's like they're not calling each other Michelangelo and Leonardo. You know, it's like it's like yeah, they're kids. They've abbreviated it. You know. Uh, mm. I think it looks great. I well, think that, that's I, that's one thing that I really liked about it too, because like the turtles were always about family. You know, a bit like fucking um, Fast, and Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that and went, oh god, I can't believe I, I should have done the the Vin Diesel there. But like, I mean, they, they, you get that element from the trailer. You know, they're these are a bunch of brothers. Yeah being idiots with one another having a bit of fun I was like yeah, yeah. This, this sounds great you know and then there's a bit of that Tarzan and shuffle on the lights and they're flying from building to building like, yes yes give me it yeah, yeah. and it, it's like I was thinking about it earlier they're like I think Ke- uh, Scruff commented like he wasn't mad on the cast and the oh, things right. I'm just like I'm I'm I don't know. I, I'm such like I think of like media as like the bell curve. Like there's there's some stuff that is just exceptional, mm-hmm. and there's some stuff that is dog shit. But in the middle, I just kind of want to enjoy yeah. all of it. Yeah. And like there's this whole sort of joy to be had in like the meaty part of the bell curve, which can be as rude as you want it to be. But like <laughs> the the <Sorry>. Seth Rogen <laughs> has done, you know, like okay, Sausage Party's not great and some of the stoner comedy might not be for people but like this guy has taken his career into his own yeah. hands and he's built his little yeah, community of people great. that he works with since Freaks and Geeks and the reason Preacher's on television is because of Seth Rogen the reason The Boys is on television at least in these iterations and it's like why would I hate what this guy's doing this guy's trying his best to put shit out that like I yeah. like or I, I is in my wheelhouse even is he if- getting a lot of grief online is he I, I, I do think oh, that people right. think of him as like a stoner fool and, and like look you get into little pockets of stuff yeah. but like like Sausage Party doesn't help but like I really like Seth Rogen and I yeah, like come the, on. The, yeah. the if I, if the, I see the, his name on a film he's trying to I'm going to check it out I like yeah, him you know yeah. if, if anything like uh, he might not be winning Oscars for Best Actor but he seems like one of the most likable people in the world and yeah. Uh, I, I yeah I, I enjoy what he does like, I'll check out everything I, he does and I also think he's kind of matured into this kind of mm-hmm. fucking proper career. Like he's, I think he's like moved a little bit away from the the stoner. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like he still does that shit, but like, yeah. but he also has like kind of like kind of chops in other departments. You know, yeah. yeah. I think he's doing. He's doing. He's he's creating his own stuff now, as opposed to maybe being the service actor. And his, yeah, 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 yeah. And when when you say he might not be winning Oscars, you gotta like also go the Steve Jobs movie uh, The Fablemans yeah. like he's not a, he's not he's not shying no, away he, from dramatic not, roles I, either I, 
Like he's he's capable of quite a lot, which is something you see from good comedians. They tend to find the drama in things fairly easily as well. You yeah, know? take note. I, like I, I'm only saying that because like no one's giving him that kind of credit, and I think until yeah. some people do, unfortunately, it's a popularity contest, right? Um, so yeah. if he's not getting that, then he's 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 not kind of going to go there. But I don't think he's even looking to go there. He just wants to create. And I no. love that about yeah, him. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He's not looking for the money handout. He's looking to create, and that's that's another thing I really like about this trailer. Right? It looks like it's going to pay homage to all the canon of the turtles that came before. It's not trying to do their own turtles, which is something mm. that I think like you see money grabbing things happen with licenses. Like uh, when IDW put out the turtles, like they honored that license. And that's why that comic was so fucking good. And you see other guys try to take it and do their own, and it doesn't really work out because it's so clearly a money grab. And if there's nothing there for the fans, they're not going to get into it. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's, there is a thing about like, I, I've, I've, I think I've almost said it too much on the podcast in like last six weeks because I've, I've, I've landed on it as an image I really like. But like, you know, if your, if your keep, if your central structure of your castle or your fort, if your keep is strong. You can make as many outbuildings as you mm-hmm. want. Like, I can build as many barns and houses and whatever and come back to, like, Star Wars is class. You know, and you can make a Boba Fett and go, ah, oh, that's wobbly. But I can always go, Star Wars is class, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, I, the, and, and we've got that with the turtles. There's going to be that TV version of the turtles with the weird female turtle with oh, the Oh, yeah. Breasts. What was her name? Venus or something? Something yeah. like uh, those lines. And, uh, it was Venus, wasn't I think, it? I think it was something like that, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. But it's like that's yeah okay because I'm immediately like so all the boys are named after artists and one of them's named after, after a piece of art piece yeah of I know art. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, me too. well that it's is gonna, is there no female artists that we could have drawn on Frida Kahlo um, we could have got a Frida anyway oh, like yeah. the the issue there is more the that was the 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 I guess the piece of content we said we'd come to this oh, yeah. talking about was the 1990s Ninja Turtles movie and I watched it on Sunday night and I'm, I. I ordered a pizza and was nice. like, this is the way to do nice. this. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't not order a pizza and watch a Ninja Turtles movie. Can I ask, like, did you um, have, when was the last time you guys, like, saw it? Oh, gotta be 15 years ago yeah. or more, you know, like, it, RTE. And even then, I think the last time I saw that, actually, do you know what? I probably saw the one where they went back in time to Japan. Yeah. That was number three, right? It's the last one I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember that one. However, I did see this one about, I I think I did watch this and say maybe the last ten years, okay, or at least had it on for some reason. So a good I, while ago, for sure. For yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So did yeah, it hold up sure. when you watched it? In place, yes. better, mostly, better than I, mostly, yeah, better than yeah. I actually remember to a degree, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Did what? What are, what are your thoughts? What like you suggested this? Did you watch it after suggesting it, or That's, had you just watched I it? I love this to watch film. It? Like well, mm. as soon as we went into lockdown, my treat to myself was I'm buying the Blu-ray. Uh, watched the Blu-ray and then I did a thing for Animation Dingle where I got to interview Brian, uh, Brendan McCarthy who worked on the designs on this and stuff like okay, he did awesome. loads of stuff and so then I watched it again and then after talking to him I watched it again <laughs> and uh, I, I mean I can't get enough of this film I watched it again today before we came on just so it was fresh okay. like I have there really hasn't been that length of period of time where I've watched this and I feel like the animatronics and everything in this hold up way more than you'd expect them to people I was watching mm-hmm. with were like oh is that CG or how do they do that they put the mask on afterwards like like they obviously can't have been that mobile in the suit and I'm like no I think the whole sort of achievement of this movie was yeah. they got to be crazy mobile in those suits which is like you see them doing some stuff and you're like wow they're getting away with that in this yeah in this suit like and the the like okay the lip sync in places can be a bit wobbly but like Very forgivable, with, like limited animatronics yeah. in a in yeah. a in a in a head um 
like being like really critical mm-hmm. like and i think i even spotted like i think i spotted this when i was a kid as well where it's like what is oh, what is shredder's plan <laughs> what is the what is the villain's goal arc who, why are they he's, bad? he's making it's a just, cult right to, to sell uh ripped off dvds and tvs and things and, yeah uh, not it's, even DVDs, it's like VHSs. car stereos yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's as much as like it's fun to mm-hmm. watch it's it in many ways like they somebody went like it does feel like they were like these are kids movies so we can't get into any concept or complex machinations with the villain it's just like they're bad and they're robbing things you yeah know? yeah um they kept it very very they're simple and like that confrontation yeah. at the end where he's like i'm powerful enough to overpower all of you but i'm also just gonna like have a little pace around while you guys have a chat but but that's one thing i like about it that little pace around like so it's like one thing almost from the very start of the film right so uh, we see april neil tell the world through the news that this place is like you know it's going to shit like there's there's this talk of a new uh, group called the foot and uh, they're stealing loads of stuff and she's putting it all out in the news and we're seeing people steal things we're seeing people uh, put things in the warehouses they've stolen We're, we're stealing all the kind of pipeline of these thieves and um because he's the one who puts it out april gets jumped by a load of them and um we see a sigh fly through the air we mm. see it and like it's not like it's flying through the air like we see in cartoons these days it's like it's very yeah. almost clumsily tossed up at a light that breaks yeah. it like yeah it's great right and um light goes out and then we hear like a batman type effect like where we hear loads of yeah and, 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 and people pulling ropes and Light comes back on and, and all the bad guys are roped up and April is safe. And uh, we, we see yeah. a sigh on the ground. So Raph forgot his sigh. And um, we see a little head poke out of a out of a sewer uh, cap and we know it's Raph and he's like looking at that and he's like, oh crap, I left my sigh out there. And uh, April picks it up, puts it in her bag, cops come on the scene to help her out. And, and that, that's her introduction. And I, I love in this how they don't show the turtles as much. And it's a trick in the 80s because yeah. like obviously... If you have these things under light for too long, uh, on, on camera for too long, they'll look fake. They won't hold up. But like they do that less is more stuff. It really works here. But you see Raph get pissed off, right? Raph gets pissed off when they go back. They're all delighted. This is their first time going out and, and having a successful mission. But Raph is angry, right? And every time someone gets angry in this film, something goes wrong for them. And at that point where Shredder is mucking him up on the building and he's calm and collected, he then meets the rat that has hurt his face. Shredder gets angry and now Shredder gets fucked up. And it's a theme the whole way through it. Oh. Until you kind of pick out the fact that like, uh, unless you kind of make your, your inner peace with things, like you're constantly going to get in the way of yourself despite whatever you have. And I thought, that's a fucking great lesson, you know? And it is such a simple film the whole way through. They do very simple yeah. things, but they hit that that mark the whole way through. And I, I do believe that with the way they show the turtles, the way they show the story, even the silly dialogue in it, it, it wouldn't work if it wasn't shot and presented to us in the way that it is. The first similitude holds up, you know? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, great, it's, great, like, great observation. It's, it's great in like, like I love seeing the Golden Harvest logo oh, yeah. up as well. So there's like a like a martial mm-hmm. arts movie pedigree on on it, and like New York in the eighties is also like I know it's nineteen ninety on the release of it, but like there's such a vibe of like celluloid New York oh, yeah. City of that era. You know, like the grain of the film, mm-hmm. the look of the streets. Like I was sitting there, like 
it, it's not going to be like I'm, I do the podcast cover art stuff, and it's like it's too big for that. <laughs> but I'm draw. I'm going to draw a a, a a subway platform with like Johnny Five from Short Circuit, Raph. We're going to have the Ghostbusters. We got to have like Crocodile Dundee was that era as well. Anybody that was like in New York in like a late '80s film. Like they all ended up on subway platforms at some oh, point. Yeah. So I got to do a little ELO at that. Oh, like, that'd be I good think one. that's yeah, yeah. such a but, lovely. But I, I love how at the start of the film, Michelangelo is getting the pizza delivered to the sewer hole as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, and, and they won't even give him the full fucking change either. <laughs> the full, the full <laughs> no, he's, he's thirty day, seconds bro. late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're yeah. out. I think that's actually the guy who voices Michelangelo. They, they, I was just gonna say that was a cameo for sure. There's little cameos of the actual actors. Like all of them. I didn't know that. I thought it was just. I think so. I think it's all of them. Oh, Donnie's in it as well, right? When Donnie jumps over, no, Raph goes over the hood of the car. Mm -hmm. The guy in the taxi who says, "What the hell was that?" That that's also one of the turtles. Oh, really? So the the four and the guy who says, "Like, oh, I think that was a giant turtle in a trench coat or something." Oh, I didn't know that was. uh, I don't know the driver. No, but the guy in back. Okay, okay. the four stuntmen each got a got a little moment. That's cool. So one of them was the pizza guy. One of them was the guy in the car. And that's a that's a beautiful line as well. It's like. What the hell is that? It looked like a giant turtle in a <laughs> yeah. trench coat. So you're going to LaGuardia, <laughs> yeah? yeah? <laughs> like, is, is it just a regular day in New York? We just see this shit all the time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> shit just happens. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, the flashbacks to Splinter's origin. Yeah. Like, I got, like, real trauma film vibes mm-hmm. as well. Like, it's like they shot him on, like, 8mm or 16mm for, like, that, like, slightly degraded yeah. look. and. Like a, like a black so set fun. and heavy lights on him, so everybody kind yeah, of has a yeah, glow yeah. to it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was savage. It just yeah. and they're like him, sort of like leading the ooze covered turtles into the box. Yeah. yeah, like it was such an odd, like using actual turtles at that stage. Yeah, yeah, and then the kind of stop motion models Movie. of the little turtles, even though they're small little baby turtles, they're still fucking ripped to shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're mad, mostly. <laughs> Splinter doing. Doing ninjutsu in the little cage, which is a deviation so from the cartoon, right? Because in the cartoon he's a person, but because he's been in contact with oh, a rat, yeah. he turns yeah. into a rat. And this, it's because there's a rat with turtles, and the ooze falls on him. They turn into uh, people they were in contact with most, which is people. So they all become people. But um, hmm. yeah, yeah, that was I, I. I didn't know why they made that deviation because hmm. I, I thought the idea of. Of Splinter being the man and teaching these because he's he's been studying martial arts his life it kind of gives him that input. Mm. Whereas in this he's a rat who's been copying his owner, which comes straight out of the comic book. I think actually that's probably yeah, why I, I was going to yeah, say yeah. this is this is I do love this. I remember when I found out the fact I'm a, I'm a massive Daredevil fan. I was about oh to I say, love this yeah. yeah I love yeah, this stuff. Yeah. This is great. I know I know everybody knows it, but it's just it's like it's so funny though because the foot sounds kind of intimidating stuff when you're watching the show, but when you realize it's just a parody of the hand. You the, the auto of a sudden the foot sounds so silly you know yeah but, it's, uh, it's all daredevil it's all daredevil the, the mirroring the ooze that blinded daredevil seeped into the sewers and created the the turtles mm-hmm. that's why the daredevil was trained by um stick and fights the hand mm-hmm. and the turtles are trained by splinter and fight the foot i love this i love yeah. that stuff you know i mean yeah. it's so it's 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 such like it's such weirdly fan yeah yeah it so is <laughs> so is it's mad but i think that's part of the reason why they did it right because they the guy like peter uh, laird and kevin eastman like they were big fans of um of uh, ronan and and stuff that frank miller was making oh, so I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. i think they, they they put it together like with those things in mind expecting yeah. this mm. book to do nothing and then the book sells yeah. out and they're going i think we can do something with this and holy yeah, shit did yeah. they yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, kind of a side note. Uh, I saw 
a really nice kind of little kind of I don't know if you're familiar with the app Procreate, but it would be the same for um Photoshop and stuff. Uh so what they what someone did is they got a just like kind of uh just parallel lines, really close parallel lines, say going running at one angle. And I meant a layer of a full page of parallel lines run at the other angle. Mm-hmm. And then with their line work, they'd erase kind of, depending on uh, what they wanted to do, they'd erase uh, basically say the, the whatever la- layer. So different different lines would show up. So they could do, they could work on it where diagonal lines are running left. And if the shadow would need it, they'd work on the diagonal lines running to the right. Mm-hmm. And then they could work with both of them kind of exposing the both of them. I'm not explaining it very well, but... So they kind of erase the thing and kind of cut out the shape of the thing they wanted? Yeah, like yeah. I kind of... Well, I'll, 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 this is going to be terrible. But um, what, what was the end result of it? But though? this is like, what I'm going to say. It looks so much like the original co- Turtles comics. Have you ever seen the original Turtles yeah. stuff? Where it's like, it's kind of like what they would have used for tone back in the day. Like mm-hmm. that kind of like zip... Uh, that, Z- uh, that uh, kind of like, Zipper tone yeah. stuff, tone, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The transfers. Um, but... Uh, yeah, but like basically, it was just a tutorial. Of someone kind of showing you how to make vintage comics. But mm-hmm. when looking at it, it's just like, wow, that's just that's so reminiscent of the original Turtle comics. Because those original Turtle comics are kind of they they were pretty dark and gritty for very dark and gritty, very kids. dark and gritty. Yeah. And like I heard stuff like, I this is something like again my tablet died today, so I, I needed to proof check this before I came on. I didn't get a chance to because I was like troubleshooting this stuff. But I think like what I heard was that Jack Kirby saw an early draft of the Turtles before they came out. And the Turtles had, like, jagged teeth and stuff. And, and they were eating things that wasn't pizza, you know, that kind of stuff. And right. uh, I think Jack kind of said, if you make him do this and if you have changed that, you, you could be onto a, something there. Because I think there was some input there where he'd he'd have been there, done this, there's a potential with this. If you get rid of those things, you're more commercial, that kind of stuff. Right. So it's, yeah, and, and, and I'm not sure if that's actually the case or the details of that because I've heard all kinds of stories about the details but every time you see a new turtle cartoon come out Jack Kirby gets a gets a mention in an episode dedicated to him yeah. oh, does he? interesting that mm. you say that that yeah. kind of feels about right I wouldn't be surprised though because uh, I watched a documentary about Jack Kirby recently and uh, say wherever he was living in New York like the suburbs as an older uh, artist and stuff uh, dudes would visit him all the time you know yeah the people just rock up to his house fans would rock up to his house and other artists and you know kind of say you know a gentleman like yourself that's in that kind of breaking the industry and you know they get a beat on where jack lives and himself and maybe a, the writer he's doing a book with goes down and jack will fucking like shoot the breeze draw away and chat to the lads no bother you know yeah he's one of those guys uh, that could knock out more pages than he was alive and still hold mm-hmm. conversations with people and meet people and do yeah. it. He just sounds like one of the best guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, like I, I like I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on one of the podcasts, but uh, his wife was like also kind of like an amazing person, you know. And she'd tolerate all these dudes rocking up to her house at all hours of the day to talk to Jack and see Jack. Like, but she'd watch them like vultures. These guys would be trying to walk out of there with pages from Jack. Oh, really? But she, oh yeah, and she knew how much they were worth and stuff. Yeah. you know? And she wouldn't let them. And like they were, in the documentary, one uh, comic book character, so or one comic book guy was saying like how like Jack gave him like two pages of tour or something and he was about he was nearly out the door and then the wife come back and said what do you have bring there bring those know? back yeah yeah oh yeah took them back two weeks mm-hmm. later your man was back and bought them he had to pay for them you know good but uh, but yeah but it's gas yeah. like you know fair play to his wife yeah, yeah. brilliant brilliant person but uh, but yeah Jack would shoot the breeze you know wow. what a guy what a legend I can't keep it out of here so I can draw you know it's just <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah I love um, yeah I do love I like I I love thinking about that sort of era of comic books when just when like they're tipping over again, like getting my hands on a comic book, I would read it 
over and over and over again for the whole week until I could go and buy another comic book or something, you know, and I, I would like scour the ads and stuff. And like, I remember thinking about things like, or seeing when you start to learn about things like San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. and, and, and like, like the little cons that they had in Dublin in like the late nineties yeah. where it would be like a church hall somewhere and they have to like, I love that stuff and I wish I had more of a like exposure to that. You had little cons. Up. Calm down. Before <laughs> before it before it scaled up to what it is yeah. now, you know what I mean? Because like I remember being twelve and going, I'd love to go to San Diego yeah. Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as much as I'm so glad that nerd culture is what it is yeah. now, it's like I, I have no desire to go to that convention. Not anymore. It's but not what it just, used to be. No. no, but there is indie cons out there that mm-hmm. that scratch that itch, you know. And Top Up is meant to be very good. Yeah, that's that's great. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. Sanford Green was there last year, and he's um, a legend. Yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to really fight myself uh, not to fucking just drop life and mm. just go over there and like bitter man, bitter roots. That fucking book. And he's so, so nice as well. Like he's so yeah. he's so friendly. You know, um, yeah. I, I bumped into him in New York. Colors ever in those books. Most beautiful color ever. But you bumped you bumped into New York. Yeah, right? he's just cool. He's just really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like that guy. He's, he seems to be in with the animation crowd as well. He seems to know the okay. likes of Stephen Sliver and David Coleman's and stuff. And they're two guys I I reference all the time. They're brilliant, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. I'm a silver stuff for. Oh yeah, he's great. He's he yeah. can't do any wrong. Like, yeah. So I feel like um, you have given us loads of time. Yes, and we've covered <laughs> loads of things, and we need yeah. to let you go and get some sleep. I'm gonna um, go clock I'm back in again. No, car. not tonight. I gotta, I gotta back to work. Yeah, I, I gotta get my two hours in on the odds tonight. So, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm to used to doing this. This is just, this is just regular day to day now. It's no problem. I'm very happy to talk to you. It's been, it's been ages. You know. Yeah. 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 It's been great to catch up. It's been deadly, well, man. Hopefully, well, well, I'd love to have you on again, pal. You know, um, and and kind of when when maybe when Godfather wraps up and stuff, that'd be great. I'd love that. Break yeah. it down and talk process because I'd actually love to talk more process with you. you yeah, know? cool. Uh, how you're approaching? That'd be great. Um, but I was gonna say, and hopefully, like, dude, like, and I've, this book's gonna be out when it's out. You know, that's that's gonna be an awesome thing in your portfolio to run around to other places and be, hey, look, I kind of like I did this shit. You know, I hope so. Um, <laughs> would you would you yeah. would you ever desire to do in a, a creator owned write and draw? I, 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 well, well, this is this is kind of like I, mean, I feel like I've skipped a step with Godfell. I feel like I, I've managed to go in and do a creator-owned book. Like my, okay, fair, myself yeah, and Chris fair, have, have kind of yeah, uh, done this. Yeah. Like and um, yeah, it's it's awesome because I get I get a big say on a lot of this stuff. Okay, I, I don't have to kind of come in and ape someone else's designs or or, yes, or yeah, deal yeah, with fair, someone else's fair, canon for a number of years. So I, I kind of feel like I've skipped a step to do that, and it's great kind of being able to set the pace on that kind of stuff. It's it's a lot of fun, you know. What what I would what I would I don't know the ins and outs of it, but like as Kev says, you've been you've been a presence in this comic community for so long that like it feels like all you needed was this book to tip you over to show, hey, he can fucking this, this do it. it yeah. Let's just give him give him more of it, you know what I mean? And like you've you're such a positive presence to like everyone else in the industry that oh, hopefully like you. now they're gonna be going, We were telling you about Ben, now give him more work, you can see it, you know? So hopefully this is the start of something. Well, start of more work for you. Start of more it work. Will, it will. What it we will, need as we, we as we remain young and energetic and capable to put. In we're still young. We're still very young. In our, in our very young. No, but thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. As I pursue a career that basically involves being in bars at night while trying to do a full time job, uh, 
I'm reminding well, uh, myself that I'm. I'm still looking young. forward to seeing what you can do there because it's going to be really interesting. I can't, I can't wait, and I'm delighted to hear you're heading off to go and pursue this. You know. Listen, I just want to be a guest on Winning Streak. You know, you've got to aim for the heights of Irish celebrity. Now that's when you know you've made it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Winning yeah. Streak, high, one of the highest uh, payouts of any game show in Europe. For, Is it? Like, the last fucking... Uh, yeah, it, it pays out wow. massively. Well, what's a payout? Winning streak, yeah, because you're on a winning streak, you're probably going to walk away with at least, at least... 20 grand alright that's not bad yeah yeah yeah. So, like, right. that's not yeah. bad I've watched a lot of the chase and nobody but that's what I'm saying like, uh, winning streak like historically is actually one of the highest paying oh. game shows to be on one of the best game shows to be on and is that coming from the license fee I wonder that's what we're paying for guys <laughs> it's yeah. oh it's a lot it's it? I think it's a lot I think it's possible a lot but uh, Ben it's been an absolute fucking pleasure man I've really enjoyed yeah, it guys thanks for having me on yeah. this has been great fun yeah.